Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grabs of D. We're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective. Got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast. Talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that. And we're down with Fightful Better Fallback. Coming for respect. We connect like a ball bat. No need to double check. These are all facts. You're listening to what's talk raps. You're listening to what's talk raps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. We are here. Um, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, uh, you know. Just the two of us. <laughs> um, wait. We can make it if we try. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Remember when Will was getting his shit off in, in uh, the summer and trying to get us all to be happy about being dads? Will really mm-hmm. had a Will really had a run. He did. He had people out here like, man, like, man, I wanna do the I wanna do the video with my dad. I wanna <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith's a legend, man. So good. That's before that was his other son that kind of disappeared when Jaden and uh, Willow started popping off. It was like, well, where's the other kid that was in like the just the two of us video? And he was just like, like they don't when you see like the families. Yeah, yeah. He's just like of the over there too. You know what I mean? It's kind of wild. Shout out to the Smith family. 
He be in those family pictures, man. They'll be leaving him out. Now they don't leave the boy out? No, they don't leave him out, man. <laughs> That's not something Will would do, man. Will, Never. Will, Will, Will doesn't strike me as a deadbeat. <laughs> well, we, I again, hope not. we don't we don't know. No, uh, nobody knows. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh you know what it is. This is Grapsity. Uh I'm Phil Lindsay. And of course I'm here with my co host, Righteous Rich. It's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, the king of cinema, newly in a video game this week. It's been a pretty wild week, Philip Lindsay. Speaking of wild weeks, yesterday, it was your boy's birthday. Your boy celebrated another one, another revolution around the sun. Uh, uh, another one of those. Would, uh, first of all, happy birthday, Philip Lindsay. Everybody wish philip Lindsay, a happy birthday yesterday was his happy birthday did you get into anything good or did you just kick it uh i didn't get into anything good as we talked about on the phone i'm pretty certain i had COVID, yeah and so um i've been at home um i haven't been really doing anything um, Damn. so it's what it is shit uh, is still outside bro it's crazy no people that are just like not nah, this virus is is gone and people that are having their whatever uh <laughs> vaccine yeah. uh tbas or whatever are at this point like nah people still you know if you need to wear a mask if you need to uh get vaccinated or whatever this mm-hmm. thing is still not gone <laughs> it's crazy man it's crazy and then like you hear about all these wrestlers too like aw seems to be having we we're supposed to get that Brit match this week, and they said she was out sick. Adam Cole was out sick. It's like, could be something spreading out there, man. Everybody uh, be careful outside if you're going to get your wrestling in this summer because shit's still outside. It's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah Philip Lindsay, he old. It's crazy. Yeah, and, of course, can't, <laughs> can, uh, can't confirm that I have COVID. Yeah. I take a test or anything, but sure seem like all of the symptoms of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, Kept it contained in your house, at least. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's what it is. Uh, you know, happy birthday to all the other folks that celebrate on June 30th, of course. Uh, Dax, uh, mm-hmm. Cody. Uh, Terry Funk. No longer Alicia Fox, Vix Crow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, legendary boxer, fighter of men, Iron Mike Tyson. Right. <laughs> There's some legendary people were born on June 30th, man. It's a, yeah, a crazy man. lineup. Y'all got a crazy Survivor Series team. Yeah, man. <laughs> David Allen Greer. A lot of, lot of June 30th birthdays. I said man. this last year. Almost should be a national holiday because there are a lot I of mean, people celebrating. Um, I mean, a lot of people were on Terry Funk Day like pretty heavy, heavily yesterday. So it might be. Might be. That's kind of crazy, all those people being born on that same day. Those are some legendary names, some funny names, some wrestlers, all kinds of shit, man. This is dope. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Big Cody Rhodes. Uh, let's see. I think we have a guest. Do we want to jump into some other stuff before we jump, throw our guests on? Yeah, let's jump into a little bit before we uh, hop on with our guest today. Um <laughs> There's been a lot going on this week in professional wrestling. We're going to get into a lot of it. Uh, Like I said, Fight Forever, the video game is now out. I do have a copy of that. I have heard my own music being played while I kick some ass with Powerhouse Hops. It's uh, um, I don't know. 
I just never thought this was ha- would happen, honestly, Phil. So, like, the emotions are still kind of wild. Like, when the, I'm, like, looking at this video game and playing it while my song is going off, it's like, yo, what the? How? How did I get here, bro? Like, doing this podcast got me there. or I, I don't know what the hell happened. But I'm blessed. I'm very excited. Everybody that's been sending messages, I've been getting hella messages on Twitter, hella messages on Instagram of people being like, I heard your song. It's dope. Brick phone. It's really cool. All this shit. And I'm just like, bro, this is this is uh, something I couldn't have never even imagined. So if you sent out any love to me, I really want to show my appreciation to you because it's been it's been a crazy ride, man. Like uh uh, fucking video game man and the video game is super fun if you haven't uh played it yet definitely downloaded people are like oh the uh uh there's a couple of reviews of like the the gameplay is great but blah 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 are you you said the gameplay is great i'm in and that's exactly what it is like the matches are really fun there's some some crazy counters and reversal some things that that uh, they added some extra elements to make it really fun and uh, the way that the wrestlers moves are they is very unique springboards and, and dives and all kind of stuff is like pretty unique to this game. So if you like gameplay, if you like uh, uh, trying to get some spot foo in, they really did add the spot foo to this game. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, fight forever is out with the righteous Rats tracks. I think I counted four songs. I'm on there. So it's lit, man. I can't even, uh, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fight Forever dropped on June 29th. Um, of course, people with the allegations that this this game was never going to drop. Ha 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 ha! Wrong again. Got another one on you, Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong again. Uh, yeah, dropped uh, this Thursday. Uh, I saw a lot of people playing it this week. I don't have it yet, but I did see a lot of um, the clips going out in the wild. I've seen people getting their memes already out of the game. Uh, a lot of those screenshots um, from the story mode are hilarious. Um, of course, as we knew, people, like you said, were going to show like the glitches and stuff. But that's, yeah. at Twitter, that's what people are doing. Hopefully, people are having fun playing this game. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I I think it's crazy to think about that this um, company has been around almost four years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Actually, it is basically four years at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're now to a point where there's a video game. There's uh, all this other stuff going on. Have a big show coming up in, in London. Like, this mm-hmm. is really this is really a wrestling company. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> our friend works there. <laughs> might, might know a guy that works there, you know? Like, um, things have really changed since the beginning, beginning of AEW. Like, I remember going to that first double or nothing in vegas and just being like the incitement excitement the energy in the air mock showed up it was like yo this is crazy like over the years we've seen so many wrestling companies come and go like my favorite company of all time is probably ecw and they were only around for like seven years um you know we've seen wcw was only around officially for like seven years too it's like all these companies were only we're used to people going up against Vince and not making it. I mean, they haven't made seven years yet, AEW. Things could go really crazy, but it's looking pretty pretty good at the moment, uh, 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 the momentum and everything they got. So, And, you know, we got Wembley coming up. For, for them to get from there to here, have video games and all this stuff, it's just like, man, 
like as wrestling fans, we are lucky. Wrestling is on every single day. Uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, no longer just a t-shirt company. No longer just a startup. <laughs> got a uh, Rick Ross showing up over there. The boss. Got, got a CM Punk signed. Got all of this big stuff. Like, yeah, we're officially off the ground and running. Um, mm-hmm. So that is huge. Um, I for their first video game, um, I saw some of the reviews of it. Uh, looks good. Hopefully, you know, this is a good sign of things to come for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I think the best part about it is that there was a lot of people just kind of uh, before the game even come out. There was came out. There was that guy that was putting together all those clips on Twitter, and they were getting a lot of traction. And like he helped sell the game. It's kind of crazy because people were seeing his clips and just being like, man, this guy's having fun. I got to get this game. I've seen hella tweets being like, uh, I'm getting this game. I'm pre-ordering this game. I uh, can't believe you could do whatever this guy is doing in this video in this game. So it's like uh, the way that we've gotten to promotion like that or like things like that on Twitter of something like that could get traction and lead to other things is wild man i can't believe that yeah like you know what i mean like something that guy was just like having fun on his playing this game putting these tweets out and he got a hell of people to buy this game so i really just hope that people are having a good time and not going in thinking that this is a wwe game because every hell of people are like well this (laughs) is in 2k well why can't you do this in 2k it's ain't 2k it's a different game it's not a simulation game not a simulation. It's arcade. There's bombs. There's fire. There's all that <laughs> shit. No, that clip of uh, of Rio coming out with all the belts is still really, really funny, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know why it made me laugh so hard that you she had the FTW belt. I'm like, God, <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So what video games are supposed to be fucking fantasy booking. People have fantasy booked that exact moment in real life. So it's like, no, do it in the video game because you could do it now. Yeah, yeah, and of course, if it, if you are on a part of internet wrestling community, you know that there's nothing that Paul Levesque fears more than Riho, and <laughs> putting all those belts on Riho is his worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> those memes were so funny when she came back, and they'd be like, Triple H is in fear right now. Where's Riho at, man? Is she back in Japan? Like, we need to see her out here. She's a... Uh... One of the most charismatic people just get behind her like no other. Uh, no, she's back in the States full time, I think. Mm. Huh. No. Huh. That's pretty interesting because you ain't seen her ass on TV at all. Come on, man. Get get Rio back out there with the pipe, man. What's going on? Rio is pulling up with the who, pipe who do, every week. <laughs> who do I have to call? Who do I have to call to get Rio back on TV with the pipe, man? <laughs> somebody's allocations into our into another japanese women's wrestler who just had a big main event last night on rampage hikaru shida took on uh taya Valkyrie. so you know spread the love <laughs> um i don't know should we get into some super chats and helper chats uh, yeah 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 we got a couple of super chats here um our homie Jake Salazar kicking off the day. What's up, Jake? On BTE, Nick said, Okada, don't you have like a 60-minute match to get ready for? That broken arm hurts even more knowing we would have got 60 minutes. Yeah, that 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 BTE thing did kind of allude to 
Brian and Okada possibly having some more time. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be 60 minutes. Yeah, I don't think so either. So they really did legit have a hard out at midnight or whatever the went like it's like I think they had like three or four minutes like they had a hard out so there wasn't like extra time for Brian and Okada it's like we might have got what we got because you know I don't know if they were going to go over that overtime and pay-per-view they don't really they'll be like we're done here it's over turn this shit off they don't play like tv networks like you can't call the pay-per-view and be like hey can we get some extra they're like no it's over we're getting into some f1 series four shit now it's over for y'all so uh jake also says jake salazar finally guys dame wants out years late but finally dame wants out of portland basketball news is insane right phil like last night it just was like and this guy's going over here and this guy's over here and this guy's going over here i was like wait hold on a minute let me get one and, and 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 not to uh disappoint me as the Bulls organization always finds a way to do they always do the same thing they won't just do a big move they won't just make a big splash in free agency they'll make these little incremental moves that are like all right hey yeah Javon Carter's cool like yeah sure give this guy money even though he's basically the same player as Caruso but you know (laughs) it doesn't matter um yeah I I think uh Dame leaving is big news I think that is a big huge that's a game changer. If he comes to the Eastern Conference, for example, yeah, that shakes things up for the Eastern Conference. Like him, I know a, a lot of people are saying that Miami is a is a possible location. Brooklyn's up there. I don't know why you want to go to Brooklyn, uh, but uh, <laughs> like not now. Like why would you want to go to Brooklyn now? Just are you gonna go play play with Cam Johnson? Like what? Right. I don't know. But um, Good luck. Miami and. Uh, Miami and Brooklyn are, Brooklyn are the locations that are mm-hmm. out there. Uh, Miami, of course, seems like a better location for him. Going Definitely. over there playing with Jimmy yeah. could be huge for him. Um, I don't know. I it was just in the NBA Finals, man. Like, Yeah. I want to see this guy win. I want to see him win a ring. Um, so, I mean, if this gets him to a possible place where he can do that, great. He was not going to do that in, in Oregon. Uh, and so, no. <laughs> not gonna do that in Oregon, buddy. Yeah, not we all do that agreed that it's Trailblazer. not gonna happen as a Portland Trailblazer. Yeah. No matter what they do, that's just not gonna work. Go join one of these teams that have a couple of other players that are gonna help you win an actual fucking ring. And I, I like Miami a lot. Like, if that's the front runner, I'm real good with that. Him over there with Jimmy and Bam, like, yo, it's gonna yeah. be some good times over there. Get, get, come on, get Kyle Lowry out of there. Just uh, finish uh, cleaning the house with your guards that you've also got it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe Benson went to Los Angeles Lakers. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> he could he could end up there. Um, I don't know. Um, of course, uh, the other big news, Tyler Halliburton signed that enormous deal with big the time. Indiana Pacers. Big um, time. Shared the, uh, the Ted DiBiase <laughs> gif afterwards. Um <laughs> And definitely well warranted reaction to that because that guy got the bag out there. <laughs> Big shout out to Halliburton. Love to see it. Love to see him get his money. Um, <laughs> they, they said, "Here's a couple bags, Big Dog. Here, have them. Here's the truck. Back yeah. it up." Yeah, man. Desmond Bain got his pay as well. Um, I don't know if I understand that move, but 
Desmond Bay played pretty good in the playoffs, so I mean it is what it is. Um a lot of a lot of very lateral moves so far. I think yeah. right now the the biggest move possibly coming up is the Dane move because mm-hmm. nobody really expected that one. Um, a lot of these other ones are kind of like people staying put, and that's not as, right. as exciting. But no, yeah, I mean uh, it's exciting for them getting big money contracts. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure Tyler Burton, Tyler Burton was very excited when he got that news. Fuck <laughs> what you talk about, bro. I'm sure he was hella excited. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, free agency moves are are. In the mix, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing better yeah. than NBA free agency, man. This dame, this dame news is like big, man. And you know, I don't really want to talk about it because it's been a, it's been a tough yeah, week for the Warriors. The, the, <laughs> other, the other news, of course, is that uh, Harden wants out of uh, Philly, so Harden is also on the move, possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Draymond got his money too. Four years for Draymond. Crazy, crazy. We knew that was going to happen when when Poole, when Pool was out. He was like, "All right, here's Draymond's definitely staying." <laughs> crazy, crazy how that worked. Started this started last season, punching somebody in the face. Said person that got punched in the face is gone. You now are now getting paid twenty five million a year as a thirty seven year old man, and I don't know how that's possible. But hey, man, can't hate on the guy <laughs> making a come up, man. Thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> And everybody, it's so funny, Phil, because like people were like, when he started running off to do his podcast and all that, he punched somebody. Like, oh, remember he stomped somebody this year? Like, he was wild and he calling the fans pussy. And people were like, oh, no, he's out of here. He's gone. He's going to be reprimanded. No, he's going to get a big contract. (laughs) Man is making $25 million a year. What a a come up. Um, and I, I knew, I kind of knew it was coming after that quote came out of Steph saying, "Man, let's get the core back together. Let's let's make mm-hmm. another run of the championship." And I was like, "Ah, nice knowing you, Pool." Then when Pool was <laughs> gone, I was like, "Well, looks like we're back in the business of uh, of punching people in the face and stopping on people's chests." Uh, <laughs> here we are. He got, he got a Bash brother now too. It's about to be a cold he world. Got bash brother. <laughs> About to be a cold world out there. They're about to be headbutting each other to get ready for the game. It's about to be nasty. And I apologize in advance because the Warriors. Dual dual crotch crotch kicks are happening out here, man. (laughs) Young Bucks Bucks and Uso spotting to the the crotch. Come on, man. Out here doing the the super kick party to the crotch out here, man. (laughs) Come on, man. It's going to be very, very nasty can't believe it um anwar star says uh what what's up y'all i need your nba free agency takes the stardom pay-per-view from last week was good um yeah we got into a little bit of the free agency takes did you watch the stardom pay-per-view phil i did not get to, i did not get a chance to watch it yet um so a lot going on that weekend uh but i will watch it i did see a lot of the title changes in the news from it of course the biggest news from it is that Julia challenged Willow for the New Japan Strong uh, Women's Championship. We got to get into match. that because that's happening this week. That match will be coming up this week uh, during a holiday week in the mm-hmm. middle of the week, which is weird. Super weird. <laughs> weird when holiday. <laughs> They're like, on Wednesday, watch this. And we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty dope. Pretty exciting. Willow. Yeah. Willow. You know. 
Uh, Jake Salazar says, uh, I'm on a fight forever boycott until Punk gets back on the cover. You're going to stay on a boycott, big dog. Uh, I don't think that's happening, Jake. Uh, <laughs> he's in the game. I think you should be excited for that. He's got some more action figures going out. <laughs> I think he's that's all you're getting. <laughs> he's pretty prominent. He's outside, man. He's back. Uh, our homie Eloquent says, seeing Kenny and Will live was one for the ages. Eloquent was, of course, in the building for forbidden door he got to see a six-star classic match pretty yeah, man. unbelievable definitely was feeling the fomo of all the people in toronto totally uh, and what a show to be there for we'll get into the show in a minute but man what a show to be there for unreal uh van Twinblade says bow before your new crown of glory champ calvin tankman big tank an unbelievable talent also, you suck, Cinco, from Know Your Ropes podcast, Kayfabe. Um, yeah, congrats to Calvin Tankman, new crown of glory champ. Of course, Van Twinblade, our resident glory pro, um, our resident glory pro uh, recapper, activist, and uh, fan. And I think that's going to be perfect timing to get into our guest because that's a great transition into some people that are attached to him. Um, yeah, today we said we we're gonna uh just be the two of us, but we lied because that's what we do. We some liars. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we got a great friend, a homie. The future of professional wrestling is going to join us right here today. This man uh has so many jobs that I didn't write them down, so there's not enough promoter, video editor, uh, uh, internet presence, great kid, uh, bright mind. He has a great wrestling company that has a show coming up July 16th. They are out of Indianapolis. He is very happy about the Tyler Burton uh, deal. <laughs> this is going to be our young homie. His name is Jay Rose. Ring announcer. I didn't say ring announcer either. That's one. That's how I got introduced to the guy. Ring announcer, promoter, a great kid. We're going to have him here today on Grapsity, I think. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? I meant uh, we can get this right. We're going to get it right. Come on. Come on. We're going to get this right. Nope. He's gone. Nope. Everybody's gone. Hey. There you go. Nope. Everybody's back. Nope. Everybody's gone. Oh, yeah. There we go. Wait. No. It did it. And then it. There we go. There we go. What's up, Jay Rose? <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. How you at? What's going on? We are doing pretty, pretty well today. Uh, yeah, we got into a little bit of basketball talk. I saw you celebrating down there. As someone from Indianapolis, how big is this deal for y'all over there? Listen, uh, I've gone. There have been a bunch of franchise players as far as the Pacers have gone throughout my lifetime. I was there for the end of Reggie. I was there for the primer, Jermaine O'Neal. I was there during the and May his knees forever rest in peace. One of my favorite paces of all time. I was there for Danny Granger. I was there for Paul Danny George. Granger, boy. <laughs> Roy Hibbert. This is how you know I'm a fan. Danny yeah. Granger and Roy Hibbert were holding it that well. Mm-hmm. They were trying their best to hold it down. <laughs> They're trying to hold, hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> Granger, George, Oladipo, but like. Halliburton is the first person who I've ever seen that's a star on the Pacers that's really like, okay, you play the modern game of basketball. PG2, Victor, to a little bit, but like those were still remnants of like 
an era that was slowly, you know, being acclimated to today's game. Tyrese Halliburton is a like a in the present NBA player. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. It's just the cherry on the top of the fact that he uh he's a he's a Pacers fan. So um, he's actually uh you know I can't get into how you know nothing financially of course, but he's a supporter of Nap. Uh, oh really? One degree of separation. Mm. Wow. And uh, even so secret that not even I think not even I knew. He pulled up to one of the shows. Which wow. is crazy because, like, how does someone six foot five, six foot six? <laughs> like, how is that a secret? You're like, who's that giant back there, bro? He took a picture and everything. He's like, hey, I just wanted to say, uh, I support. I just didn't want to take your attention away from the show. All right, y'all be smooth. <laughs> and then wow. I was like, what? So, no, that's, yeah, that's cool. we, this is a Tyrese Halliburton city, and we all just living in it. I can't wait for two years from now, three years from now, tops, Easter Conference Finals. That's that's the goal. At least Easter Conference Finals. I'm not gonna say championship win. Mm. We are a city of, at least as far as professional basketball goes, a city of losers. So <laughs> I'm not even gonna be like, oh yeah, championship on the way. <laughs> I've read this story before. I know what's about to happen. But I'm at least gonna enjoy the ride while we have somebody who genuinely loves the city, you know, supporting, handling the rock. So yeah, lock him up. Give him another five years. Fuck it. <laughs> Just make him give it a lifetime. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely know. Definitely know that Halliburton is a wrestling fan, by the way, because I mean, like I said, put up the Ted DiBiase uh, clip last night. Um, we've also seen him rocking the wrestling club uh, merch. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him like throw like some random things. He's excited about wrestling, so that's cool, man. I love him to death. I I'm, I'm gonna be catching some games, especially if tickets are as cheap as they were last year. You could get tickets before fees. One game that me, Kemp and Chase went to, six dollars before fees. Oh my! Now God. you was up there with Sting, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but you was, in, you the was building. in the building. Yeah. I, we, that's all that matters because you know it wasn't the best attended. Like I, we may have one of the worst attendances in, in all the league. So you could just come down to security, be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like walking to my seat. They'd be like, "Okay." Not even look at your <laughs> ticket or whatever. <laughs> It's like going to an A's game. Rest in peace. Ugh. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm really sorry. I mm. I I love Las Vegas. It's one of my favorite cities. But like that's disgusting. It's I gross. I can't believe y'all not gonna have a, a professional sports team. Like that's it's that's. Over. It's I'm so sorry. We got we, we got to do something. Now we just got uh, cars getting broken into and sideshows. I mean, it's not bad. Like no, nah, Healthy nah. culture, but like you know, not having a sports team anymore. <laughs> no, nah, that changes that's a lot. Trash, it changes you know? a lot. It it is kind of blasphemous, man. Like, nah, MC Hammer didn't dance in those parachute fans just to just to take that that baseball team. I'm out saying, of bro, MC Come Hammer on, did not dance. To, he didn't do the. He didn't go through pumps and the bumps with the little ass underwear trunks for this to happen. He nah, was out there representing culture. We were supposed to be doing this for mc hammer mc hammer is very disappointed right now that is the moral of this story if you get anything from this podcast mc hammer is disappointed wrong man totally wrong <laughs> i think mc hammer is disappointed is just like a general statement that should all be hanging above our bedsides true just, mc hammer is disappointed and then <laughs> let that motivate you or inform you the way it needs to do every single day that you wake up and then go mm-hmm. about your day from there it's like when Jesus and Mero used to have the thing at the end. They'd be like, "What's your uh, 
the little thing that would come over the With top. The right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. MC Hammer's disappointed. Just everybody in life. <laughs> Can't Horrible, believe that would Hammer like that, man. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So what's up, Mr. J. Rose? Thank you for joining us today. You always got a lot going on. You're deep into promotion for this next show. Um, you guys have did some pretty incredible things just in the short amount of time that you existed. Um, how did the idea for NAP even come up? Uh, I will give you the at least the tourniqueted version because, you know, I get... I could go super in depth. Yeah, of course. Like socioeconomical stuff, right. race relations. Mm-hmm. So here's the here's the uh, the simplified portion. Uh, there's a wrestling company that I started out with. They gave me my my first ever insight into the world of wrestling, and I always wanted to do stuff with like local hip hop acts or combined stuff. With like we have this thing in Indiana called Indiana Black Expo. And it was it was essentially Essence Fest before Essence Fest before okay. the North. It was mad big. It's not as big as it was anymore, but I was like, we should do wrestling there. And the gentleman who owned it, and I will keep it at that, uh, said that, and I quote, <laughs> black people don't like wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Is like, no, no, it was like they're not gonna support the way that you think they're gonna support. Like they may go to WWE. But they're not gonna gonna come to something like this, which may have held some validity only because of where I was coming from, not the statement in yeah. general. Right. So that's always been something that's on my mind, and I've like I've been I've lived in Indianapolis my whole life, except for maybe a year that I lived in Michigan for school, which we don't have to get into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I continue on my journey, continue on my path. I start doing stuff at Paradigm Pro, and I love the work that I was doing with them. They allowed me to. Uh, like really spread my creative wings and really mm-hmm. get a feel for being a leader in wrestling. Uh, but summer of 2021, I was burnt out. Uh, we were pressing and pressing so hard to try and get a majority of people to pay attention to us. And like, while it did succeed, it was taxing. So I took a break in summer 2021 and I really tried to reconnect with my city. Uh, and as I continued to do so, really trying to, you know, for lack of a better term, just being outside, mm-hmm. I realized that there was a rampant violent crime problem in the city. And not only was the violent crime problem uh, basically emanating on the part of the city where I'm from, which is the Far East Side, you know, shout out Warren Central High School, but the people who were being affected were kids or young adults around my age who looked like me and you know, came up the same way I did. And like, I wanted to do something because it's not, I've, this is my, I don't, a phrase I use often is I love the city more than I love myself. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the truth. I genuinely love Indianapolis because no one else is going to love us except for us. And that's a fact. And like, so I was trying to get involved with like community groups and that sort of thing. But a lot of the community groups were on a, you know, let's pray Pray, prayer and presence sort of deal, <laughs> but the presence wasn't anything that was particularly productive. I'm not saying it didn't help. This is not a shot at those people, but it wasn't anything that was really anything that a kid, a young adult would want to try and reach out to. It was like, you know, one step below from it being the police. Like, it's the old uh, TV additive. It's it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what, it was a physical embodiment of that. And uh, my friend 
good friend Trey from We Love Wrestling was trying to get me to create a wrestling promotion in Indianapolis for months at this point. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, we then got on a conversation of violent crime one day is like the real problem is that there's nothing to do in Indianapolis. Right. And he was like, well, what if there was wrestling, there would be something to do. Right. Just as an offhand comment. And I was like, well, I would run a wrestling show, but if I'm on a wrestling show and I do all that work in Indianapolis, I got to start a promotion. And it was like, well, let's just focus on the show. So he hooked me up with, uh, uh, Layla Darden, who is, uh, somebody who works on the far East side community council. And she was like, I get you a venue uh, in the heart of the problems that all of what all are going on. You just got to run a show. I was like, yeah, I hear you. Like, I one, I don't really have the money for it right now. But two, like, if I do all this work to start a run a show, I got to run a promotion. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I guess you got to run a promotion then. Because <laughs> if this is going to be something the kids can continuously come to, then you need to provide it over and over and over again. And... That was the beginning of fall 2021, and I started the steps to create Naptown All Pro, uh, which focuses on, besides putting on a great wrestling program, before anything else, it aims to uh, try and aid in cutting down on gun violence by providing an alternative sort of programming for kids and young adults to be able to come to that's uh, affordable. And they can really, truly be themselves. There's nothing wrong with school yeah. programs. There's nothing wrong with church programs. I've been in, as a preacher's kid, <laughs> I've been in <laughs> quite a few of both of those. As a son of a preacher, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in every local program that you can name. And the ones that I weren't, I wasn't in, I know the people who run them. Right. Uh, but, like, at the end of the day, school programs and church programs are always just going to be school programs yep. and church programs. And, you know, if I get too deep into it, wrestling saved my life when I was in a very, very low time. It gave me drive. It gave me passion. It gave me community I could bond with. And let me see people who reflected themselves on a bigger stage to make me feel like I could achieve anything I wanted to achieve. So that's the fact I'm just a lifelong fan. And I know if there's one thing that kids from ages 8 to 16 are interested in, at least for a small portion of their life, it's professional wrestling. Uh, so if we can draw them in with wrestling, the goal is to connect them with other community resources that could truly actually change their lives. But at bare minimum, it's a distraction. At most, it's something to get them on the right path to try and change their lives. That is the story of now. Wow, that's really dope. I mean, as someone that lives in Oakland and Phil lives in Chicago, we definitely know exactly everything that you're talking about with uh, gun violence and not having resources and children and young adults just kind of being out there looking for something to do. Like, like I said, I brought up sideshows, like the kids over here, are like we're going to a sideshow. Like there's not, there's not like healthy resources for them to not get caught up in this lifestyle. So for you to take that and, and create this company, it's such an amazing story. And every time you guys have shows, it's like, something uh, some other kind of great causes connected to right it's like it's not just the nap stuff it's like everybody's gonna get something great out of these shows happening in indianapolis that's at least that's the goal you know what i'm saying yeah. and like i don't i don't want to i don't want to take away from anybody else to do anything in the city 
because we're all trying to work to a, a common goal, which is, and I could get into this eventually if you want me to, but really try and reestablish the roots of wrestling mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. But like, we have a mission specifically of what all that we're trying to accomplish. And like, if we made more money, a portion of every show would be donating the money to some sort of charitable organization. And even then, a portion of stuff that I make in my job from TV and my freelance work, I literally just donated like three, four hundred dollars worth of perishable good, non-perishable goods in Nap's name to uh, food banks and things of that regard. Mm. So like everything that we do is trying to do something for the community. One day would I like to make money off of Nap? <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, like, hey, it's independent wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if, if it yeah. can, if it can happen, and it does happen, it's gonna be a minute. But like, as it stands right now, my most important thing is putting on a product that entices the people who we're trying to connect with, and then doing right by our city. And that means both by the wrestlers, by the fans, and by the culture. Which uh, the city has done its best to try and bust up black culture here locally, and you know, I'm outside as best as I can be, but if I could try and link what all that we have going on with the rest of the arts that are going on, the rest of the community aspect, then I'm a happy camper. It's mm-hmm. a long road and we're still trying to figure it out. Like, you know, I'm 26. I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, they say that your brain fully develops by 27. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, my brain's definitely not fully developed yet. But <laughs> <laughs> no one else is trying to do the things that we're trying to do. So if no one else is going to do it, like most things that I do in wrestling, fuck it, I'll do it. For most sure. Things. <laughs> that, nah, and like Red said, you have worn like a bunch of different hats. Like you, you, you mentioned IWTV thing, and I, I think like that's what most people from the internet know you from, other than like the ring announcing and stuff. And I do think it does look like from afar, like man, he was looking around like this doesn't exist. Why don't I do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's the truth. It, it it didn't exist. And it's like, well, damn, I guess I gotta do it. <laughs> so, and talk like, about that, because you guys like uh you guys have did like a show centered around like hardcore music and you guys have like the hip hop thing. How was it to kind of come and do something totally different? Because like you said, you're on IWTV, there's a hundred different wrestling promotions that you could watch um what made you want to do that to kind of separate you from the rest of the pack so uh a big proponent of what all that we do at nap which like may be semi to our detriment but i we hold steadfast to it so you got to see it live to get it you have to be at a nap show to get it and there's like it's very few like and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? One of the big things I'm a proponent of is if I'm tripping, you let me know that I'm tripping. Because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be like even whether it's private or in public. If you see mm-hmm. me tripping, it's like, nah, you're not right on that. Please open up the dialogue. But y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of independent promotions, from the way that they do the production to the way that they put on their shows, it's matches and sometimes stories, but it's not anything as far as the environment that you're going to miss. There are very few shows that go on in the independent wrestling sphere where it's like, damn, I got to be there. The PWG effect. And I'm not saying the nap is anywhere near a PWG atmosphere, (laughs) but if you ask anybody who's been to a nap show, it's, oh, like it's cool to watch it on video on demand or whatever. But if you're there, it's an entirely different perspective. So everything that we do 
which is kind of different than I see a lot of these different promotions running. Everything we do is set up to our live crowd. And even though that we have tried multiple times to go live mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked out for various different amounts of reasons, we have not used the IWTV internal team. That's not on them. But uh, on our own efforts, we have tried to stream, but we have failed. But our production really, I would like to think, let you feel like you're there in person as best as we can give you. Uh, and except it's different from, you know, putting up a, putting up a stream that, you know what I'm saying? And going from there, like mm-hmm. we, we put time and care and effort to everything we do. We do backstage promos, which is something that a ton of independent promotions don't do. Mm-hmm. I have a team of video editors who desperately just want to show their art and their craft who are working on promo packages, things of that regard. We really want to try and separate ourselves from everything that we, everything else that we can do. We're not going to be able to book a ton of names. Straight up. We just ain't got it. <laughs> we ain't got it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. But if we can provide a different experience in terms of doing live music, in terms of seating arrangement, in terms of the way that we produce our shows and the way that we release them, if that's what's going to separate us, that's what's going to separate us. Anything that we could do different, that's what I'm looking to do. Anything that we could do different, that's what I'm looking to do. Are you back, Phil? I'm back. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Nah. Do I need to stop? I was like, maybe I should stall until he comes back. <laughs> no, he got this. He back out here. No, that's really dope to hear because, um, yeah, that's – that's. Uh, I, I just – I've been talking a lot with Scott from West Coast Pro, and that's kind of like what the thing is. It's like how do you separate yourself from all these other wrestling promotions? And it's all the things that you have here because – there's so many wrestling companies that are just matches. And I, I, I'm a big proponent of I don't care about story. Like, I'll, I just want to see a, a great match. But when you've seen so many, you go to so many independent wrestling shows and a lot of people aren't like me, you need something else to to latch on to. You need something else that's going to grab you and keep you coming. Because if I could get these same matches in another promotion, why am I going to come back to watch you? You got to have another kind of draw to it and that's what i liked when you you talked a little bit about paradigm i think it kind of started there when you guys were doing the shows and you were ring announcing and the 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 videos were different and the angles were were different and it was just it it looks entirely different than the other shows and i I like to give it up to like deadlock pro who i think are doing some really dope stuff with with the the things that we're talking about here i think it's super i I think it's super important that you uh that uh, that this this is happening because in the next couple of years with how AEW is kind of soaking up a lot of the indie talent and and changing the whole trajectory of how indie wrestling is going, we're gonna need different alternatives. We're gonna need uh, we're gonna need to get more into like the territory days. And I think exactly what you're doing with NAP is the kind of spirit that's gonna carry the independent wrestling uh, business forward in the future. And like I can, well, you you brought up one of my one of my trigger words, one mm-hmm. uh, territory. Yes, which like I can I can speak on that for at, at, at an extended portion, but like you know, it's, speaking and I'm just talking about y'all to y'all selves. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are around local independent promotions that bring in big names, mm-hmm. right? And then in theory, it's a hop and a skip to go to another independent wrestling promotion that also books big names like yeah you go down south la 
uh, PCW Ultra, San Diego. Yep. They book names. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you wanted to really app in the car, you go up north, at the Prestige, at the Power Wrestling, you know what I'm saying? All those places in Oregon. Now, I don't know. I've never done a, a Bay Area to, um, you know, Oregon Drive. But I think like, it's like nine it, hours. I keep want, I keep saying I'm going to do it, but gas is crazy. So I'm like, when gas goes down, I'm definitely going to do that, though. Real. Yeah, I didn't know it was that far. You know, you look yeah. at the map, it's like, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's just a hop in the skip. But, like, you know, so maybe not hop in the car and do that. It's But it's within the range, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're, uh, Seahawks said the best. We're in a flyover state, you know? No one is going to come to Indianapolis on the merit of coming to Indianapolis. That's, that's just the truth of it all. Like, you may go to Chicago. Heck, you may go to Louisville. It's the most northern, southern city, you know? Uh, Cincinnati, all this other stuff, but you're not going to come to the middle of Indiana. We're out on our own, and if no one else is going to do it for us, we're going to do it for us ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's dope, yeah. man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no. There, there are definitely not a lot of people that's just like, ah, I want to go and just hang out in Indianapolis. It's not like a big tourist destination. <laughs> no. We got to... We gotta, we, n- like most things that I end up doing, if no one else is gonna do them, we gotta end up doing. And the fact, like you brought up, you brought up territory days, and this is once again, stop me if I'm tripping. But <laughs> uh, a lot of these promotions who are at the forefront, and this is not a shot, because I would every time I say something like this, it's like, how's your territory going? You know what I mean? But every and when I look around at the promotions that are really truly thriving, or the ones that are super popular. Those are ones that if we truly developed into a territory system would be the ones that struggled the most. I genuinely do believe that because they're the people who are their locals are not the people who are the draws to be able to bring them into the building. A perfect example of this in a positive light is AIW, who before the pandemic was booking all sorts of manner of names. Now, they do book one former, you know, WWE Hall of Famer adjacent wrestler on almost every show. But the actual draws as far as the wrestling goes is their homegrown talent. The people that put butts in seats for AIW shows are not, you know, an Alex Shelley, are not a speedball. It's a Joshua Bishop. It's Mm -hmm. a uh, Derek Dillinger. It's a Matthew Justice. who Even now is like a semi-AIW guy, but Mm -hmm. he made his start there. The people who, and Isaiah Broner, the yep. people who people come to watch at AIW are people who are AIW people. And, like, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, and there are exceptions to this rule, but the, the, the roster ain't deep enough for a lot of these places that are people's favorites that when, let's say, you know, there's another visa issue as far as people coming into Japan uh, or Impact or AEW make town slow down on taking indie dates, they're going to be in a rough position. Yeah, simply because they have not invested themselves into being an independent wrestling promotion, which yeah, I'm not going to go off, but <laughs> a lot of independent wrestling promotions don't want to be independent wrestling promotions. No. I And if there's one thing that I think that separates Nat from everybody else, that I love independent professional wrestling. I'm nothing against people who are signed. Lee Moriarty is one of my best friends in all of wrestling. And he will be back at Naptown All-Pro. I'm one degree of separation from a lot of people who are signed, whether it be AW, Impact, MLW. Tankman's one of them, and he's one mm-hmm. of the people who helps me run that. But 
at the end of the day, I love independent professional wrestling, people who right. don't have a contract, who are expiring to get a contract, and some people who really don't even want the contract and have the freedom to express themselves in the ring with their art however they see fit. A lot of these independent wrestling promotions don't want to be independent wrestling promotions. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be an independent – I'm trying not to cuss as much. I'm trying to be mm-hmm. an independent wrestling promotion, mm-hmm. and I'll fight and I'll die for independent wrestling. It's my favorite brand of wrestling. I hold very, it's not even contempt, you know what I'm saying? But there's there's a portion of the world that seems to think that independent wrestling are just people who take bookings at independent wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-mm. Independent wrestling stems everything from the person who's on the radar for a WWE tryout to the person who's been wrestling for 40 years is never any good, but he laces up his boots every weekend and goes out with a of a chest made of hamburger meat mm. and taco meat on top of it. Uh, <laughs> that's independent wrestling. That's what I want NAP to be. And whether or not we have names or we don't, at the end of the day, the people who we're trying to showcase, the people who are always going to be near the top of our cards are going to be independent wrestlers. Period, point blank. Period. Well, yeah, let's get into a couple of the people that you are talking about because – like I said, you have a show coming up on the 16th of July. Very big show. A very big uh, match. This is the farewell match of AC Mack, right? Absolutely. His very last match that, you know, no one ever really retires from yeah. uh, wrestling. But, like, right. and he's not calling it retirement. He's saying he's just silently stepping away. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I'm. To, it, like every time I look at the graphic, I was like, "Why is this happening here?" Yeah. And I'm not saying we're not worthy, <laughs> but like uh, from the way that it came about, it was like I'd heard through the grapevine that he was trying to step away, and we were like, "Hey, what if your last match was against Rico at Nap? Would you be down to do that?" Fully kind of expecting him to say no, and he was like, "Yeah, man." And we were like, "Huh?" Mm. <laughs> so. Uh, and like it's especially special to me for my journey in independent wrestling because uh, that is the weekend of the Scenic City Invitational, and SCI mm-hmm. is like a big cornerstone in my development and love of independent wrestling. And every year there was a Sunday show that was crazier than the everything else that happened during out three. There's a TWE show, which shout out to Jay Newman, shout out to Dylan Hales. You had the two nights of SCI, and then the last day was some crazy, whether it was. Uh, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment in Atlanta, obviously, whether it was Southern Underground Pro, no matter what it was, there was always something crazy on that last day. New South in Alabama. And there's nothing in the South the Sunday of SCI weekend except for us. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not a Southern promotion, but to just carry that torch for the person who was the flag bearer for Southern independent wrestling for the past three years and to be a part of that weekend is super special. And, like, I have no idea what they have cooked up. Uh, uh, not to pull back the curtain too much. Run time. No, there is no time limit. You know what I'm saying? They can go as long as they want. Feel it out. Have the moment, for real. Uh, but we are – I'm especially honored to have, you know, a black world champion. Anybody mm-hmm. who says the IWTV belt is in the world championship, they can come and they can talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything about it. We can have a conversation. But, like, <laughs> a black world – a black – Gay world champion is going to have his final match in a black gay promotion. I think that's that's poetic. 
I'm, big. I'm super excited. That's super big. Shout out to AC Mac. Hopefully it's not for long. Get into a couple of the other uh the the homegrown uh stars, some of the people that we might not know that are coming out of Nap. Let me tell you. Well, first of all, we have the founders of this company, uh, mm. which uh I own the company, which I'm one hundred percent mine, but the people who really make it run are the five people, the five other founders, which include my uh, right-hand man, Chase Holiday. Mm. Uh, my boy who is actually out and trying to get stuff done, Sean Kemp, who, uh, yes, that is his real, for those of you who are not familiar, his actual legal government name is Sean Kemp. He is a <laughs> five foot eight, five foot nine, pudgy white kid. One of the best wrestlers I've ever met. One of my best friends on the planet. But his his named after Shawn Michaels. His father's name is TJ. His full legal name is Shawn Michael Kemp. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> I was about to say, wait, he's named after Shawn Michaels, not the basketball player. Not Shawn. It just so happened to be that his father, that his his last name is Kemp. And it was like, yes, obviously his father knew who Sean Kemp, the basketball player, was. But it was like, eh, <laughs> that's a fun little quirk. His father, he's a second generation wrestler. And his father loves Sean Michael so much. He said the, the child will be named Sean. Wow. So it's Sean Michael Kemp, uh, my literal best friend in all wrestling. Uh, second founder. Third founder, the America Deathmatch world champion out of ICW NoHo's Bar, the Hoodfoot Maurice Atlas. Mm-hmm. And heavyweight hustle, uh, major leaguer. Calvin Tainman. Those are, you know, and I'm, you know, player coach sitting on the bench. We don't have a fifth, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, those are the, those are the four gentlemen who helped me run this stuff. And uh, collectively, I like to call them the Northern Anna Posse. Growing up in uh, Indianapolis, uh, Southern Memphis rap was the most popular genre from like when I was a little, little kid in like mm-hmm. 2000 to 05, 06. Crunk was big in Indianapolis. So yes. uh Crunk was Northern big was everywhere. Crunk <laughs> was big everywhere, but like any if you go back and listen to local rap from mm-hmm. Indianapolis, it's all like pseudo three six mafia stuff. Gotcha. It's either three six mafia sound of stuff or it's uh bone thugs and harmony sound of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's no in between. <laughs> uh it the, nothing else. There's no mm-hmm. no there's no southern influence, there's no east coast influence, mm-hmm. no west coast influence. That's all that we did. So calling them the Northern Anaposse is a tribute to that. Those are uh, the cornerstones of Indiana independent wrestling. Uh, that and like no disrespect to anybody else because we have a bunch of people who are down in the trenches trying to do what they do to wave the flag for Indiana wrestling. But those four are like my modern day Mount Rushmore. Now I'm biased, <laughs> but like those are truly the standard bears. Kemp and uh, Chase are a tag team. They've been featured on Deadlock. And they currently hold, I think, four tag team championships across the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. They are the standard bearer for tag team wrestling currently in the state of Indiana. Hoodfoot is top five deathmatch wrestler in the world. Top yeah. ten, if you like, for sure. But I'll argue with you. Top five deathmatch wrestler in the world. Go argue mm-hmm. with your mother. Or go argue with me. <laughs> top five deathmatch wrestler in the world as a black man. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Unheard of legitimately unheard of aj gray is the only other person who comes to it even comes to mind as far as accomplishing the things that hoodfoot has accomplished in the world of deathmatch wrestling tournament winner world champion you know not to reveal what all is going on but he may be uh, exercising his visa very soon actual mm-hmm. world champion and lastly the big man the man in the middle mr calvin tankman who Tank. i will say uh 
not to expose his business with nothing. You know what I'm saying? And like, I know it kind of goes against what I'm, you know, pushing as far as it goes to independent wrestling, but like read between the lines if you want to. Uh, and you know, shout out to MLW, shout out to court, love him. That's the best. That is a top five pure independent wrestler in the world right now. Not anybody who's really associated with a big name contract. I'm not counting. Let me say something real quick. And this is, <laughs> and we gotta have this conversation. I, I just remember something. When you you put out a question on Twitter, Reg, that was like, mm. who is the best independent wrestler in the world? And people were like, it's Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. And that infuriated me. Not because Speedball isn't an extremely talented wrestler. Because he is. He is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world. He has Thanks a contract. <laughs> yeah, he does have a contract. He is signed. Like, and I, he, he wrestles a ton on the independent wrestling scene. He is a asset and valuable to independent wrestling. He is a anywhere that he goes, he's one of, he's the best wrestler on the card, damn near. But that is a signed wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's on TV. When y'all were having the conversation about it, he had the X Division Championship. <laughs> I was flabbergasted. <laughs> he signed. So of actual, like at least because I like MLW people take far more independent bookings than almost anybody else, right? And I does Tank have a, a contract with them? He does have a contract with them. You know, I'm not going to expose his business. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as it stands right now, he is signed. I feel like that is as kosher to say. He is signed. But even with him being an MLW, MLW wrestlers take far more independent wrestling days than anybody else, right? A a pure and pseudo-pure independent professional wrestlers, not people on ROH, not people on Impact, not people who work for AEW. Pure independent professional wrestlers. That's a top five wrestler on earth right now. Mm. Top 10 for sure. Again, top five pure independent wrestler on earth right now. And no one can argue with me. And the fact of the matter is I'm tired of when we have these conversations both in and out of the black wrestling space about who are the best wrestlers, especially independent wrestlers. Y'all overlooking my man. I know everybody's seen the picture with him holding four titles at once. (laughs) Everybody's seen it. Of all independent wrestlers who are coast to coast, truly coast to coast, and in the trenches coast to coast, he's one of them. And this is no disrespect to anybody else. But when people bring up independent wrestling, when you bring up pure independent wrestlers, you talk about Jordan Oliver, you talk about uh, Alec Price, you talk about Brian Keith. And I love all three of those gentlemen. And those are three gentlemen who I've tr- I, I want to and have tried to bring in the nap. And with Keith, I've succeeded. No one's in the trenches like Tankman. Not a single solitary person. You correct me if I'm wrong, you know? People talk about Tyus Alexander. People talk about the IWTV champion, Matt Trima. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we're going to go there, this is what you wanted from me, right? If you want me to go there, <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> we're talking about independent wrestlers purely in the trenches of, mm-hmm. of all these wrestling promotions from around the country. I was going to say Brian no. Keith, so but you already brought him up. Brian Keith, yeah, mm-hmm. once again, Brian Keith, he's out there. He's doing tons of great stuff, but Brian Keith is in pockets. And he'll tell you that himself because he's trying to break out more. And he should be more places. As a matter of fact, you know, this is no disrespect to my brother. He should be considered the best independent wrestler in the world. But people, people are particularly seeing the vision and taking him to as many places you need to see him at. But Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, up North, Canada, uh, potentially even Mexico. I don't know why he wasn't on the MLW tour. I I genuinely don't know. That's not me sending the shot. Legitimately, Mm -hmm. for as many independent wrestling promotions that he works on a weekend, no one is in the trenches like my guy. 
No one. Alec Price comes to mind. But then again, Alec Price isn't particularly coming out to these Midwest promotions. And that's not a failing on his part. That's a failing on the promotions out here in the Midwest because he should be here mm-hmm. as many times as people can make it. Mostly so I can split his travel and make him so he can, you know, come over to nap. Regardless, that is a top five independent professional wrestler on earth. And when it's all said and done, and I know we're for the company, my MO, as far as it goes as a promoter on my Don King, I'm going to make sure that my guys get some championships. Specifically, whether it be Hoodfoot, whether it be Tankman, especially Tankman, whether it be Chase, whether it be Kemp, which those are long shots. We're going to win that independent wrestling world championship. Mm. You heard it here first. Ten toes down. I'm saying it on here so you can put it in the video package <laughs> like we're WWE. Ten toes down. We're coming for that independent wrestling championship <laughs> on God. And matter mm. of fact, you put your top promotions out there. We want West Coast. We want GCW. That's what my city wants. Gotcha. And the, the same goes for all of our people who aren't particularly part of the city. The main person who comes to mind as far as that goes is Darian Banks, who is the most underrated professional wrestler going on the scene today. Insanely he is underrated. A maestro. Mm-hmm. He is almost, I wouldn't say he's a wrestler genius because that sounds like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gawking him up too much. That's not what I'm trying to do. But has <laughs> a mind for <laughs> I'm saying, like, listen, this is this is one of the few black podcasts that I see to appeal a lot of people to be themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. People want me to come on and really be, you know, be the leader in black wrestling. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Darian Banks should be everywhere. There's no reason why he shouldn't. He's not, you know, not to expose my, my brother business. He's not he's not pricing himself out. He loves to travel. He's dedicated. He had he's part of the Nightmare Factory crowds with Cody Rhodes. He's been trained overseas. He's done work with Will Ospreay. He's come back over. He's done a bunch of different stuff. And the fact that Naptown All Pro is one of the biggest platforms that he has is a sin and a shame. He is supremely talented, can work any style, and mm-hmm. for especially in regards to how long he's been in the game, is unparalleled in the amount of skill that he has. Let's keep it going. Let's talk about my man Christian Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Great. An actual, genuine artiste when it comes to this wrestling stuff mm-hmm. he's a skateboarder mm-hmm. and he's a guitarist and he's an artist and he's a high flyer and he and he knows how to grapple legitimately a star waiting to be made he just needs somebody to strap the rocket to his back besides you know us I mean, you know if i had a little more money it would be different but like <laughs> you can change that tickets are on sale naptownallpro.com there you go let's get into, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get into uh, a majority of other people you know billy stark's gonna be in indianapolis she has a protege by the name of rachel armstrong i don't even book her you know what I'm saying? She's supremely talented. Let's talk about uh, Mackenzie Morgan, uh, Timothy Bosby. They come out of the Memphis wrestling system as part of the championship wrestling from Hollywood system or the former championship wrestling from Hollywood system. They're supremely talented. If they keep getting the reps, they're going to be super good. Let's talk about my boys in Nova, Jeffrey John, Afro Namada, Noah Vale. Mm-hmm. A supremely talented trio who I put together is trying to, you know, Paul Heyman, accentuates the positives, hide the negatives, and they've taken the ball and they've run with it. Jeffrey John has had a supreme run this year. Uh, Noah Vale is actually a super duper star and someone mm-hmm. who I think should be on the on the queer platforms that have all been across this month. He should be somebody who should be in San Jose for Uncle. He's somebody who should be on every Big K brunch. That's He's wild. that good. He hood slam. Uh, and Afro Namada, a person who continues to get a bad hand of independent professional wrestling, but still rises up to try and fight another day. Supremely underrated guy. Someone who came up with the uh, Matt Demora. Someone who came up with, uh, wow, I forgot brother's name, but he uh, was a big proponent of the uh, early 2000s to mid 2000s backyard scene and truly made his own way by doing it the right way. 
I get the list goes on and on. These men do not exist who are two white boys, but those white boys go crazy. They have great character. They have great interactions. Let's talk about my man, Josh Crane. Oh my God, how can I forget Josh Crane? Somebody who's been to Big Japan Wrestling in Japan. Indianapolis born and raised. Somebody who who really held the who really held the flag for deathmatch wrestling in the state when people did not want to care about deathmatch wrestling around with Dale Patrick's. The true heart of Hoosier hardcore. Let's talk about Alice Crawley. Oh my God, Circle Six. Somebody works with your friend Vinny. Yeah, you know what yep, I'm saying. Yep. And Forza, mm-hmm. supremely underrated uh, Midwest wrestler. Uh, somebody who actually went to the same high school as I went to. Otherworldly talent. I could go on. I'm breaking out a sweat. These are mm-hmm. the people that we feature here at, at Naptown All Pro. People are going to be in the places that you care about. And I'm not foolish enough to say that we're not a feeder system for the actual promotions on the independence as it stands right now that people want to be at. I'll be a feeder promotion for West Coast Pro because the people that I put deserve to be on West Coast Pro. Mm-hmm. I'll be a feeder promotion for GCW. Not only because it'll... If they, if they book the people that I book, it'll increase the diversity in GCW. But right. on top of that, those are people who deserve to be on that platform. Right. I'll keep ICW, Circle Six, uh, Deadlock. I'll be the feeder promotion for those promotions and help these people get their reps and establish themselves to try and push themselves out to these bigger platforms. Because if you're not going to pay attention to me, and you should pay attention to me, please pay attention to me. Uh, <laughs> IDBTV.live, search in NAP, you'll find all our snatches. Uh, yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, Where can they find Naptown if they want to watch it after the show? Uh, NaptownAllPro.com. We mm. actually have like, <laughs> uh, not once again, I don't want to sound like I'm knocking myself off, but like, we have the best website in all of independent wrestling. Like no one ever really looks at it, but I spent like genuine hours of my time dedicating myself to make sure that like we have a roster, we have a like, updated roster page, that's consistently updated, uh, frequently asked questions, articles, uh, editorials, uh, highlight videos, things of that regard. And it all looks really cool. Naptonallpro.com is the best place to go and see everything else that we have going on. Uh, in addition to that, all of our shows are on IWTV, literally every single one. Uh, and it's going to keep being like that. We also are trying to upload more stuff to YouTube because I know for a lot of people you can't afford even another subscription. It's going to mm-hmm. really hate the, hurt the pockets, especially Supreme Court. Good job, buddy. Just continue mm-hmm. to make our lives harder. But uh, as far as that goes, genuinely, if you can't afford an IWTV subscription, like genuinely cannot afford an IWTV subscription, I have private links to all the NAP shows. As long as you don't share them, Dead ass, I will send you a link so you can watch the show because it's more important for you to watch the product and keep up with what keep up with what we're trying to do, both in the community and in the world of wrestling, than it is for me to make the buck. Now, if you can't afford it, please by all means go look at us on IWTV. But if you can't afford it, uh DM me or the NAP account, and I promise you we will get you a link so you can see the show. You have my word. That was can't beat that man. A display, wasn't it? Did you see how that happened, Phil? He just like he blacked out for a minute there, like he turned into a different person. He this, turned into Don King. I swear to God. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is why he gets paid to to put on the hats that he gets put on, man. Like, cause look, mm-hmm. man, I I can't jump up there and do the announcement like he does. I, I look, I can't. I I'm also not a salesman because I, I I learned that very quick in my life. Like, yo. Y'all want to see this wrestling or not? No, y'all don't want to see it. All right, man. We all have a good. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. No, I, I'm same page. Y'all want this? It, y'all, y'all don't. All right, somebody will. All right, see y'all. If it makes you feel any better, that's how it feels promoting apps some days. I'll put out a, mm. I'll put out a graphic or something. Be like, hey, tickets are on sale. Hey, y'all want tickets? All right, okay. <laughs> we'll, I, I'll, I'll try to. I'll try again tomorrow. 
Uh, one last, because I want to take up y'all time. I know it's yeah. a big pay-per-view weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. One last thing I want to uh, put out there. Um, two things. I'll make them real brief. One, yeah. Indianapolis is a wrestling town. And I say this with no disrespect to any parties that may be involved on this. and It may get me in trouble. But like I have to put it out here while I have the platform that I have. Two years ago, three years ago, actually, Indianapolis, Indiana was the epicenter of independent wrestling across the United States. Mm -hmm. Nothing else was going on. And it was for a pretty rough reason because they were the only people who were really not conforming to COVID regulations. But everyone wanted to take advantage of the fact that Indianapolis was open. The whole state, but specifically Indianapolis. There were all sorts of promotions. And I saw wrestlers that I thought I would never see wrestling in Indian Indianapolis come through. And once the rest of the world opened up, not only did everybody seem to forget about us, there was a giant void gap left in because there was no support of the local promotions, both on the local promotions. And this is pre-nap, both mm-hmm. in terms of local promotions fault and a lack of particular care for the, for the city on behalf of the people who came in. Once everybody left and went back to their homes, my home, was left deserted and uh outside of the mission of what other we're trying to accomplish the biggest thing that i want people to know is that indianapolis is a wrestling town mm-hmm. and the talent that is born raised and made here are on an entirely different level than anything that anybody may realize Four founders, Levi Everett, Brayden Lee, Alice Crowley. Like, uh, the list goes on and on and on. I'll tweet out a list if you want me to. Mm-hmm. We are a wrestling town, and to treat us like we have been treated as of recently has never particularly sat right with my soul. Uh, and the second thing, um, I want to make sure that everyone knows that Independent wrestling is the true lifeblood of wrestling. Everybody yeah. says that we're in a boom period. But uh, when there are two top wrestling promotions, I'm not mad at it because in the, the day I'm a fan. When there are two top wrestling promotions, independents get the scraps. And I, even as somebody who wasn't running a promotion, I can tell you straight up, when WWE was bad, the independents were healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just a fact. Yeah. The 2018, the 2016, 2017, 2018, 29, in edge of 2019 year, when when AEW was coming up, and there was still ROH, but they were a distant second. Independent wrestling was far, far, far healthier. And people don't really see what else happening with cannibalization and the rise of streaming, how it's affecting live gates. And there are some people who are particularly at the top are gonna be like, no, 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 it's fine. Listen. You don't see all the promotions that I see, all right? I'm out in the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm out in the trenches. It's not as healthy as you may believe. It's not horrible, you know. It's not like pre-ROH the way it was, you know, early smart mark era. Mm-hmm. But it's not as healthy as you may let on. Find an independent wrestling promotion close to you. Support that independent wrestling promotion. And every major city across this great land of ours, there is a wrestling promotion. And more than likely, in the smaller towns, there is a wrestling promotion. Now, some of those wrestling promotions may not be worth a damn, especially the smaller towns. But there is independent wrestling everywhere. Support it. 
love it because that's truly where wrestling thrives. Wrestling does not thrive, you know, just in big arenas. Wrestling does not just thrive in performance centers. Wrestling thrives in live rep independent professional wrestling promotions. Facts. Support independent wrestling promotions and they will support the industry in turn. Please. Doesn't have to just be nap. Forget us for a second. Well, please don't forget us. We need <laughs> we need the help. But it doesn't just have to be nap. There's all sorts of promotions all across the great this great land of ours. And if you need help finding one close to you, DM me, send me a tweet. But independent wrestling is where wrestling lives. Mm. Support it and love it. And if you're able to do that, wrestling will be better for all of us. Hell of a pitch. If you don't like independent wrestling after that, if you don't want to listen and watch Nap, everything that's going on with them after that, I, I just can't tell you something. Van Twin Blade wants to pitch a couple things before you get out of here. AJ Rose, Book Tootie, and the guys from The Forge. Uh, it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, Glory Pro versus Nat, make it happen. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take that in two sort of two sort of ways. First of all, Forge. I love the Forge. Uh, first of all, I love Kamara Jackson. I've mm-hmm. been a Warhorse guy since he was the littlest Viking. I don't even know about that. He was part mm-hmm. of the Viking War Party. I've been a Warhorse guy since 2015. Okay, those are the two trainers from the Forge. I love them. I love the people from the Forge. Uh, Raheem De La Suede, oh my god, Extremely give it two more talented. years, yeah, give it two more years or less, two more, mm-hmm. two years at tops. He's gonna be somebody everywhere. Uh, you will see Forge people in more of the promotions that I work with for certain because they're all genuinely super talented. As far as Nat versus Glory Pro, I'm down to work with whatever promotion wants to work with us. Uh, we, we're community based, so uh, money is extremely tight, but we're working on stuff with people from all across uh selfie promotions promotions out west promotions on the east coast and if you know me you have a feeling of what those promotions are mm-hmm. uh i love st louis wrestling it's genuinely my favorite brand of uh independent wrestling uh i work for st louis anarchy and i have nothing against glory pro but whoever wants to work with us <laughs> uh i'm willing to work with i'm willing to work with y'all i i love but i love glory pro shout out to tankman Top five independent wrestler on the scene right now. Crown of Glory heavyweight champion. Who better than us? You let me know. I'm starting to work on the BW500, so I'll remember that. Uh, you remember that, brother. You remember that. Because if he's not, if he's ranking, if, if, my, if my people I came on the podcast ranking ain't right yet, we're going we gonna to be knocking on some doors, all right? You remember that. <laughs> you know, I, you know the, the other list came out. Much respect to the Black Wrestling Podcast, but my people, there's certain people who weren't on the list, and uh, certain somebody who was ranked a little bit too low. You know, I respect you. I'm not gonna take any away from the culture of the list because we need p- these lists to expose people to different aspects of the world of professional wrestling. But also, yeah, yeah, buddy, you remember that for for the BWI because I. <laughs> I know when you. I know when you digitally live. I'm gonna be knocking on your door. Straight up, I got you, bro. I got you. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be lit, you guys. This has been J Rose. Please check out Nap. They are incredible. Everything he said, like the pitch before, uh, before even hearing about J Rose, I knew this was incredible. Hearing exactly why 
map exists makes it even more incredible. So if you are in the area, please get tickets. They got a show next Saturday. No, two Saturdays from now, right? Um, yes. And July 16th and yeah. July 30th. Oh, look at that. Double up in, in July. And, of course, if you can't get you an IWTV, <laughs> he's stressed about it. Get you an IWTV account. Type in Nap. Catch up with everything. Jay Rose, it has been incredible. We will definitely have to have you back on in a few months to really get some other stuff out of you. It's been great, though, man. Have Appreciate me on you. anytime, brothers. Uh, I love what y'all are doing. Thank you for keeping the culture the way that you keep it. Shout out to all the podcast makers out here, and shout out to my lovely significant other, Ami. I love you to death. Indianapolis over everything. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We got one more super chat before you go. Okay. Uh, Jay Rose, you are so damn good. Man, your you thoughts stop. on Australian independent wrestling and thoughts on the UK scene. Hope the US scene gets good. Uh, <laughs> hope the USC gets good is crazy, but wild <laughs> way to end. Um, one, uh, I love the Australian wrestling scene. Uh, I actually like. I've uh, my good friend Everett Connors. A lot of people don't know this though. His run that he went on before he moved to Australia. His run started at Paradigm because he mm. was like, "I think I'm done with wrestling." I was like, "Not before you come and wrestle for me." And it opened a series of doors. Uh, the butterfly effect <laughs> happened, and mm-hmm. now he's living in Australia. But, like, a spectacularly talented scene. Jessica Troy is top five most independent, m- most underrated, not only independent, not just women, just wrestlers in the world. She's so talented. I love Charlie Evans. I love uh, Jack Bonza. Uh, the, I like Unsocial Jordan. I love the uh, Australian wrestling scene. Shout out to Nui Pro. Uh, that's a promotion that actually runs at like 3, 4 in the morning, U.S. time on IWTV. Mm-hmm. And um, they run good shows with supremely good crowds and great production. Uh, love the Australian independent scene. And I would love to get more Australian wrestlers over here. If they're over here, let me know. Uh, DM me like, hey, someone's coming to America. I'll book them. Also, shout out to Deathmatch Down Under uh, mm-hmm. as well. Great promotion. I love them. I hope they're figuring out everything they need to with their new building. I'm not really caught up. And shout out to my homie shirts. Uh, and as far as the UK scene, uh, love the UK scene. Uh, Bankston always tries to keep me tapped in with people who may not know. Joe Lando uh, of Close Personal Friends actually lived in Indiana for like a month and a half. And that's where he took all his bookings out of. Uh, shout out to Man Like Therese. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is yes. actually... Yeah, uh, the reason he was, he was getting beat up on SmackDown yesterday. Was he really? I didn't he watch was one Smackdown of the security yesterday. guards, and Roman Reigns like threw him against the guardrail and stuff. Yeah, I think Leon yeah. Slater was out there too. Shout out, shout out to uh, what is their they have some crazy tag team name? I love it. What is their mm. tag name? I don't remember, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, mm-hmm. their tag team is like, of if I had a list of people who I want to bring in for a nap, they're like near the top of the list i love what they got going on shouts out the big wavy roy johnson trying mm-hmm. to hold down the culture out there somebody who doesn't get enough love or credit for all he's trying to do out um out of the uk indie scene uh but i love the uk indie scene uh i don't have it up but i used to have a shot in uh flag up so mm-hmm. i i progress from like prime progress not saying they're not in the prime anymore don't take offense to that but progress uh was a very big influence of how i wanted to they're about to get that. you out of here after this j rose i don't know why so just, <laughs> just accept it hey listen hold on listen uh, uh, 
It was, it was, hey, don't take this out of context. Uh, Attack Pro uh, recently made a comeback. Uh, I love North Wrestling. I was watching them when they were on IWTV, and I've been trying to keep up with them as they've kept going on. That's a promotion you should be tapped in on. But no, independent wrestling from all across the world. Uh, Shouts out to Lucha Means while I'm at it. Uh, Shouts out to WXW and the other German wrestling promotion. Uh, shouts out to the uh, Manila Wrestling Federation out in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That's another place I've been tapped in on. Um, no, just support independent wrestling, y'all. It's That's all it. sick. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not gonna take up any more of your time. <laughs> Thanks, Go my watch bro. In the bank. I appreciate uh, you. <laughs> love y'all. Keep the culture. Yes, appreciate you. Have you, a good bro. day, my bro. Absolutely. Um, where's our overlay? That's just regular guys. Here we go. Oh, there they are. There they are. Uh, yeah. Shout out to J Rose. Uh, legit, when I said he's the future of the business, I was not joking about it. Like, put everything that everything that I want the future to be in professional <coughs> wrestling. He's showing it. He's representing it. So I wanted to have him on here and let you guys know. Please watch Nap. Um, uh, that was independent wrestling. We haven't had enough independent wrestling talk on Grab City, and I wanted to do that. And Jay Rose was the perfect person for that. Uh, let's get into a couple more super chats before we uh, move on. Jake Salazar says, honestly, AEW will make it much longer. When you own an NFL team, you get more advantages than the other wrestling companies that have tried. Talking about earlier when we were discussing AEW and their inception and having a video game. But yeah, I guess they do have different money and they're not borrowing money. I mean, they are kind of borrowing money, but different than like when WCW was borrowing money from like Ted Turner. Yep. Yep. Uh, Deontay, our homie says, I'm laughing at everyone with no skills and fight forever. LMAO. Yeah, I'm terrible so far. Phil, happy birthday, my man. Reg, my dude. Thank you for always being you. Much love, y'all. Thank you. Uh, Reggie Simmons says, peace to the Graps crew. Yo, Phil, do you think D Rose will ever play in the Bulls jersey again? Happy he will play in Memphis, but was really hoping the Bulls would sign him. Um, Yeah, when I said come back home, I did not mean go back where you played college. (laughs) Um, He got the message wrong. (laughs) uh, I don't know, man. I definitely think that he's going to get his flowers here in Chicago the way he should have. Always hated the way he left his team. So Um, terrible, man. But I don't know, man. I I would really like to see him play here again, but um, it's hard to tell, man. I do think he's going to get the the coronation stuff that he deserves. He's going to get the jersey up there and everything Mm -hmm. else. But it's hard to tell if he'll ever play here again when it'll matter. Damn, man. Yeah, my biggest what if 1,000% in basketball is always going to be D-Rose. So I hope that Memphis, what a fucking ragtag team to join. Hopefully they get their shit together next year. We're not dealing with all this jaw stuff. I mean, we're going to be dealing with this jaw stuff to start it out. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you can just get over there and play some good fucking basketball, man. Yep. Uh. Trav THC says, did y'all listen to the SD Knack album yet? If so, y'all opinions? Happy belated, Phil. Um, I have not listened to it. Uh, appreciate the birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- JJP0411 says, watch him go to the Bucks. Talking about... Uh, probably Dame. Yeah, Dame, Dame. He is talking about Dame. I mean... 
I wouldn't be too mad at it. Sounds like some good good basketball playing to me. Yeah, no, nah, him him with Middleton and um and Giannis wouldn't be a bad starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Just get him out of Portland. That's where we're landing. That's all the super chats for now. Of course, everybody, thank you for submitting super chats. You can continue to su- super, submit super chats. If you want to support your boys, submit the Humper chats. And, uh, you know, of course, give us a like. Uh, all the things you can on the YouTube page, too. Probably haven't said that in a while, it feels like. <laughs> Thumbs up, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I think we have Humper chats. Humpies. We don't have Humper Chats. You know you know what it is. You can send your Humper Chats to humperchat.com slash Fightful. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. We definitely have Humper Chats. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, from non-disc uh, uh, for Grab City, Claudio and Kingston just starting at, staring at each other uh, during a whole-ass <laughs> match with extremely compelling television. Claudio is, is cooking as a cyborg kill. P.S. Reg, that little Uzi Vert chops suey. Oh. Why? <laughs> um, I've seen people ask us about this. I've, I've seen people tweet us and ask us, what do we think of the Nakamura record? Um, do I think it's cool that a major rapper is referencing wrestling and like we're kind of in the era again where wrestling gets pop culture again yes yeah that's dope do i like this song no (laughs) (laughs) my thoughts exactly when i heard it i was like oh nakamura that's dope will i ever play that ever one time again after that one time i played it zero percent and then i heard the chop suey record and i was like uzi what the fuck i love like tributes i love sampling i'm i'm a hip-hop kid yeah. like uh, sampling is great but like <laughs> yeah can't say i'm a big little uzi vert fan uh i That's definitely it. yeah <laughs> I, I i he definitely has his fan base he has his sound but just not for me man yeah sometimes i'm like yes i am an old head i can't i just have to accept it and that uzi and like juice world rest in peace uh-huh. and like yeah, uh, Trippy red and and playboy cardi i'm always like i'm i'm just an old head i, I just can't i'm sorry you guys <laughs> you, did, you didn't like the Playboy Cardi uh, verse on uh, on a Drake record? You didn't like that? No, no. <laughs> Not a fan. You like Not it? a fan. No, nah, but yeah, shout out to Lil Uzi Vert. Um, yeah. He was at WrestleMania, is a wrestling fan. He's definitely out here. That's dope. Um, can't say that I'm the biggest fan of his music, man. Mm-hmm. Not for me. But I respect it. Hip hop, and I think it's healthy. These, uh, these young people and i love like the energy of it everything surrounding it like if i heard yeah. this shit when i was 21 i'd be like uzi's probably would be my favorite artist but as an old head not for me yeah uh see leonard ford uh looking forward to another great episode of Grapsity. much love to the guys for all you do thank you thank you uh from tony p on the way to a friend's reading not working today so some random thoughts and questions so please bear with me yes. uh the list about best hip hop groups was a mess. Wu Tang NWA should be fighting for first, and Migos at eleven. Uh, uh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit behind the paywall. Um, and, we had uh, some extra when we start thinking of some, all the people that weren't on the list, and we're like, yeah. "Bro, what?" Yeah, where was Capone and Noriega? That was another one. I was like, "If they're doing, if no, they're they doing team, CNN, like we're what?" Not on there. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's Billboard, and that's why I kind of. 
I can't, I can't get that upset about it because Billboard is not a hip hop yeah. outlet. We know what they're doing with these things. They're taking they're going the off Billboard numbers. There's numbers. Yeah, they're, they're taking the numbers and accolades and all other stuff, and they're listing these guys on there. But when you're talking about guys that like matter to hip hop, like when we talked about, it and I was like, why are Fat Boys not on this list, bro? Like Fat Boys, when you there was a certain period for hip hop where they were huge. They had yeah. movies. If if you were a they kid, were in commercials like if you turned on TV, like you heard hip hop, it was gonna be the Fat Boys. Yes, if you were a kid and at that era, you had not seen Disorderly. Like, how is that possible? Right. Like, nah, Fat Boys should have been on that list, man. And there that's are other, crazy. there are other the Fat like, Boys not being on the list is a great. That's just crazy. It's, it's that's extremely like, egregious, how do you man. like? Because I'm sure they have the numbers too. Because they were a huge fucking act at the time i just can't understand it and the big timers were there instead i want to fight somebody hey what the big timers over the fat boys they're like we got well they're fat too <laughs> yo i mean wrong. listen man shout out to manny fresh uh if you did not see uh oh yeah be on uh npr tiny desk this week mm-hmm. go out of your way to watch this incredible incredibly entertaining manny mm-hmm. fresh is one of the main reasons why this was entertaining because yeah. <laughs> him being in the crowd doing his verse <laughs> no you nah, can't stand it that was hard <laughs> him doing the him doing the piano and doing the the the, the robot voice during some of the, the records man him mm-hmm. doing that with a 400 degrees record fire yeah. man yeah all-time hip-hop character man honestly one of the funniest people out here yeah but no nah, big timer should not be on this list exactly like you said on that tweet though when back that ass up when people don't understand even before Cultural that reset when, my god ha came out and it was just like who is this person how was he i remember my mom getting the album and just being like what are you listening to but then it was like the biggest records in the fucking world and then when it got to back that ass up it was like oh this is like a cultural shift like something is yes. happening here <laughs> yeah nah definitely love seeing juvenile get that uh moment on that platform that mm-hmm. was dope but yeah on this list again i just feel like uh nah these are guys that don't care about the culture these are people yeah. that care about the business behind music mm-hmm. and so be- because of that that's the list you're gonna get like, like even outcast I was talking- has like a million grammys yeah they've gone they've gone diamond world. and yeah. all this other stuff so I get why they're number one, but it should be Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang should be number one. What they Hard mean way. to the culture, there is no other like group that is that deep. When you, no. when you think about all of the great solo artists that came out of that group, all of the big fucking records that came out of this group, nah, they should be number one. I can uh, never, ever, ever put another group over Wu-Tang. Nine niggas. I'll stress it till the end of time. Nine you, different you people. If you know... Like, if you know about groups, like, it's hard keeping two people together. Trying to get nine people to do songs together. We've seen the Turnboy. We've seen the Wu-Tang documentary. We've seen the the show on Hulu. This is Turmoil. They It wasn't a, a nice little ride. Like, they were going crazy. To get all them people together to produce some of the greatest albums of all time, there's how how could you even put another group over that? Nobody else has done I mean, that. It'll never I, happen I, I again. It's not just another group. I mean, it is Cass, and it is one of the best rappers ever in, in three stacks. And, I mean, and, I'm know. not, you know, I'm not taking away from Outkast. But that's, I mean, they, right. and that's why I said that the, the, top, the top five were the right groups. I just didn't like the order they were in. I also didn't like some of the guys that didn't make the top twenty. Like, like we talked about, how is Bone not in your top twenty? Bone that's just crazy. Not being, Bone I, Thugs I, not being top ten or top five is wild to me. Like they're I on mean, that same and, line. And honestly, Culture shifted when they came out. Honestly, Beastie Boys also should be in the top 10. Like, when mm-hmm. we're talking about what they meant for the culture, what mm-hmm. they meant at the time, like, 
Def Jam was the biggest label in the world, yeah. and the group on that label, if it wasn't Run DMC we were talking about, we're talking about Beastie Boys, they belong in the top 10. The, the um, games existed around Def Jam for a bunch of years, and they were like the main act over there. They've sold yes. so many records. The game was like yeah that that's another one just like the the fat boys it's like oh the beastie boys were everywhere like you turn yes. on the tv the people were talking about hip-hop is like beastie boys what about the beastie boys and for them they, to be so low as like they were yeah. what 13 i think and yeah they should be higher i mean and i mean of course all the obscure groups that i think of that should have been on there like like black moon white black moon not on there like boot camp click there's all these other yeah, yeah if black like, moon not being on there is crazy and then and then the city girls are on there. Like no disrespect, there should yeah. be women groups on here. There's a bunch of women. Salt and Pepper is here. Salt and Pepper made it. Well deserved. But like, yeah, but yeah, like other other groups like Digital Underground not being on there. Like Shock G, and like this is that that is people's introduction to Tupac. Like how are they not on there? Like when the Humpty Dance was out there, <laughs> there wasn't anything else. It, all that, that existed was the fucking Humpty Dance play that shit back to back to back and they're not on here egregious black Alicious, i don't think was on the list either there's all these groups that like cultures existed around like they they were thriving forces in this game that's why it should have been groups and duos in separate lists that's where they probably got muddied up that's why you get the city girls on here top 50 fucking groups when it should be top 50 groups and top 50 duos because yeah outcast and wu-tang are totally different conglomerates yeah, yeah we're talking group. about the dungeon family versus wu-tang yeah but not outcast versus yeah Wu-Tang. i mean there were other more egregious duos so i can't get so upset at the duo part but like trying to put like uh fresh prince of jazzy jeff on there they're not a group man <laughs> come on knock group. it off man like he- heavy <laughs> d and the boys are not a group why are they i feel like line? you like, gotta both be rhyming like Gangstar is there, and Gangstar is one of the greatest of all time. But Primo was just making beats, dude. He's not rapping on these records. Like, how could you? Yeah, how is I mean, he on the same list as these other people? Yeah, uh, yeah. I did see that Lennon Aaron's um, locks were on the list actually, because mm-hmm. uh, he says uh, I recall Gangstar and Locks being left off. Both of those groups are on the list. Uh, yeah, PE is also on the list. Like, you cannot have a, a, a list of hip hop groups and not have Public Enemy on there. It's just impossible. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just some of the other was top five. They deserve to be too. Yeah, like some of the other lists, other guys that are left off there, like more obscure. Like I said, Black Sheep is not on there as well. Like mm-hmm. when you think hip hop, like who's the Black Sheep? What? Like how are they not on there? Like it. But they're like again, they got native tongues, Tribe and Dela on here. We could just forget about the rest. It's like no, there other people were doing stuff too, bro. Yeah, and I mean some of them are like some of the people on the list again, like the top five. Yeah, they're they're where they are. Uh, I didn't like the order. Um, Daylight being in the top 10, of course, where they belong. There are some things on there that are right, but on a whole, nah, not a list for me, man. <laughs> nah. And I, like I said, as someone who makes lists, I still get mad at lists because I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And I'm about yeah. to, they're about to be saying that to me very soon. What the fuck is this fool doing? Why did he put yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I mean, Migos, Migos are Migos. Like, I, I understand their impact. I understand their influence. Um, I understand the success of that group. Uh, but 11 is high, man. 11 is very high for me. Super high, considering that, like, a big part of the reason that they even got a push was because of Drake. And I don't, they're not taking away from them, but it's like, you, like, Bone Thugs came out and it was like, nobody helped them. Nobody sounded like them. They changed, they shifted well, the culture and they started rapping fast and shit. Well, because really, Bad and Bougie, when they hit, 
Like that was a huge record for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I it's hard for me to say. I don't know if I could put them eleven. Like Bad and Bougie was he? Like I said, they had a uh, the they there was a culture shift when these guys came. Yeah, them and Ray Shrimmer, like we talked about earlier, like when niggas was doing the management challenge, like it was that time and 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 yeah. But eleven though, I don't. You know. Yeah, it wasn't Ray Schremer like all the way down to the bottom of the 50. Like they were in the 40 somewhere. And that's why I'm like, yeah. how do you come up with that conclusion, though? If you're telling me Migos are here and I'm assuming it's because of numbers and all these other things, how are Ray Schremer at that low then? Like, I just don't understand that. But again, um, all over the place. And again, Migos <laughs> at 11 isn't that bad when you really try to like look at like all this business stuff but to have them at 11 and have beastie boys under them is crazy yeah see that's that's <laughs> that's, that's exactly crazy. where i land with it because yeah the game there were people i was getting annoyed for many years after migo drop where everybody was rapping like the migos that was even a thing yeah. like a, a fucking saying rapping like the migos so like they did but like putting them over the beastie boys putting them over mm-hmm. groups that like that's where I, the list shit is craziest because like putting people over groups that like there wouldn't exist if it wasn't for these groups. It's like, well, how, there wouldn't be them if it wasn't for them. But that's where this whole thing gets muddied up. And, and uh, nah, yeah. uh, I mean, and look, I get what you're saying, Jordan Rose. Like they are like I've said all the time for this generation, Migos are run DMC. They are yeah. the biggest rap group for this generation. It. Yeah. But, but, and the reason why I said race tremor, if you're going to mention the mention Migos in the breath that they are, Ray Schremer had a run, man. They had hits. They had nah. That's that's low for them, bro. It like, feels the same for me. It's like when the, it's like you talk about Stone Cold and The Rock was right there. Like that's how it feels for me. It's like Migos are there, but Ray Schremer was like right there. You couldn't go out, you couldn't turn on the radio in 2016, 2015 without hearing somebody come get her. She's dancing like like I hated that song. Like they that's, were a, that's that a record too, bro. Listen, I'm saying closeted Ray Schremer fan here. Like they got big records, bro. I like I nah man. Bill was getting into it. <laughs> nah man, that first album, nah, we was out here, bro. They had hits, man. That shit was on the all the, all the radio was just these guys' records. So, if we're talking about like, put them closer to the thing too, because they shifted the culture. If that if that's what we're doing, yeah, I feel like if you're if you're picking like the top rap groups for this generation, I feel like it's Migos, Ray Schremer is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, list. I, I don't. I had a lot of problems with this list, but you know, it's Billboard. They're not a hip hop album. <laughs> big Timers was the biggest thing for me. I don't big know why. Timers. I fucks with the Big Timers, but like that was like a. It was like a that they came out of like necessity. Like there, it wasn't like we have to do this. We love the music business. Blah blah blah. It was just like. Let's do it. Manny and, and, and uh, fucking Birdman are here. Have them rap together. Like, you know, people are writing their rap. It's just like. Mm, yeah, nah, crazy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Over the Sugar Hill Gang. Like, Sugar Hill Gang only had one song, but, like, this list wouldn't exist without the Sugar Hill Gang. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah. So. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Tony P also uh, put, what, what was being smoked when they wrote this list? Uh, it wasn't weed because. They was out of their damn minds. Also, <laughs> am I in a minority that thought uh, Nakamura was just okay? Definitely not in a minority here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the arrangement of the beat was okay, but Uzi wasn't doing it for me. I am happy for him, though. Um, 
that's kind I don't of know if the mixes I've heard. I don't know if like it's because because I've heard it from my phone, but the mixes sound trash. I'd like to like maybe hear it in like a car or on some better speakers. But I'm like, okay, you got this beat, and this is what y'all did with it. But it didn't that's really kind of do the generation with the beat, though. Like you yeah, just kind of yeah. took like the first few minutes of the Nakamura theme, and you didn't really chop it up or do anything interesting. With no, it. um, it's like know. he just got the instrument, got the instrumental, and was like. Okay, I'm gonna put some fucking auto tune on it, and we're out of here. Like that's not really, yeah, <laughs> that's not, not enough, really, bro. <laughs> not really my vibe. But again, I don't want to come off like a hater on here. I know it's just it's it's just not my thing. I'm just not really from the generation that would like the Uzi stuff. Yeah, and somebody on my timeline was like, "Oh, this album's gonna be great for the Rolling Loud stage." So it's like you know you gotta hear it into different. It's exactly what I'm saying about sound. It might yeah, sound I, crazy. I won't, I, won't, I won't be in that crowd. So Definitely that, again, not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I'm not a part of this generation or that crowd that likes this stuff, so just not for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, more for Tony P. Uh, on for Ben Door too. I think some. I think someone. People were put off by. Wait. Oh, I see what you meant. I think some people were put off by Okada Davidson match was was because they were expecting something more hard hitting than technical. Uh, the Kenny and Will match uh, was first, and people expected Okada to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it, but um, yeah, still an excellent match. I mean, just the pacing of that match and the placement on the card, I think it wasn't going to hit the same for certain people. You could have put in, it was like uh, WrestleMania 18, man. Like, after Rock and Hogan, nothing's going to follow Rock and Hogan, bro. It's like, yeah. that Kenny and... They should have seen what Kenny and Will Ospreay were going to do and be like, okay, nobody's going to be able to follow this shit. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. See, more from uh, Tony P. My man was burning up the cliff. He's mm-hmm. on for chat. <laughs> uh, um, I, w- I was watching that at the movies when uh, when Brian won. Uh, there was silence and shock, even though I was clapping after a good match. Still on Forbidden Door stuff four days until Willow versus Julia, which I can't wait to watch. Uh, who y'all got winning? Um, I think Willow's going to retain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be a big match for her. Uh, she needs a match to kind of cement this reign. Right. And I think this is going to do that for her. I think she's going to win. A lot of people seem to be on the train that Julie is going to win just because she's the bigger name. But I think like we talked about on Ask Rhapsody, that's the reason why she doesn't have to win. She's such a big name that yeah. anything that she does – moving forward is just going to be built off of her name. And I don't think she needs, like this is Willow needs it more than she does. Like she could take a a loss, Julia, and it's not going to mean anything. It's just going to be a great match, but Willow in the position that she's in Owen Hart tournament and all these things. I think that's probably the reason why I think she's going to win this match. Yeah. Uh, Another one from Tony P also. Why, why is everyone saying Dom beating Cody would be a shock of the night? Have people not seen what he has been doing since Mania? And we know Brock is there, possibly. My real shock will be for Finn to win. Um, I do not think that uh, that would be a shock if Dom won for me, because that's how that company books things. They like the big moments <laughs> like that. And, you Dom's going to beat Cody Rhodes, Phil Lindsay. What the hell? I, I'm not saying I think he's going to. I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if he does because mm. they, they are a company that likes to get that kind of heel heat that way. So yeah. I would not be surprised if they went with that outcome, That's especially sick. with like some kind of shenanigans like Brock coming in and beating him down and then mm-hmm. um, Dom just rolls over and gets the pin. Oh, I, I would not be surprised if they do that. Uh, Cody was supposed to win the world title. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you know. 
What a fall from grace. Oh, no, you didn't win the world title, and Rey Mysterio's son's going to beat you. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well. Uh, from Black Phoenix brand, uh, random as fuck. Uh, remember the short sleeve jersey era in NBA? Do I? Of course, man. <laughs> um, people trying to get those um, pajama looking jerseys off looked crazy. Um, I knew it was over for that when um, Brian got annoyed with him in that game and he started like ripping him and like trying to snatch him off. I was like, mm-hmm. we're never going to yeah. see short, no. short sleeves again. No, if, it, <laughs> we're if, done if, with if the king doesn't like this shit, we're done here. This is the last time you'll ever see these. He's going to go right to the back and get his old jersey. <laughs> They yeah. got to test these on LeBron first. You know, they probably text him like, hey, what are we thinking about doing this? And he's like, I ain't going to like that shit. I'm probably going to end up ripping it off on the game. And like, just try it, LeBron. Come on. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> uh, from Nelson Luntz, do you guys follow the movie box office? Uh, Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery are taking hit after hit this year. Disney already lost $800 million in six months. Warner Brothers That's Discovery, with Flash being historical bomb, means Warner Brothers Discovery these properties like AEW even more. Uh, I don't follow that stuff, but uh, yeah, Flash did very poorly. I saw how um, they're now dropping it from certain movie theaters early because it's just not doing well. Which do is you just think crazy. it's the? Um, I think the pandemic, man, and and that the model that they kind of tested to it being on streaming a lot faster than it used to. Remember, we used to wait like six months to watch a fucking movie. Now yeah. it's like in two weeks, you'll be able to watch it on fucking Disney Plus or or whatever. Why would I want to go to the movie theater when I could just wait? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is um, that people just view movies differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the fact that people can view things from the comfort of their home, don't have to pay all of this money for concessions. I can get high at home. I'm Bro, I can't smoke yeah. inside there. Why the fuck would I leave? Yeah, I, I think that uh, it, it's some of it is a pandemic. I think some of it is just uh, movie theaters have been slowly losing more money for years. This yeah. has been a thing that started before the pandemic. Pandemic mm-hmm. definitely didn't help it. But it's expensive, also, bro. If you got a family, yeah. if you got three kids and a wife and shit, bro, I can't I can't pay a hundred dollars yeah. for all of us to go watch a movie. Yeah, and then like the 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 flash in itself was a movie that um did not look like it would get made for a long time. Yeah. And then um it went through all of these different creative changes, different director changes. Um you had the the main star of this movie being in the middle of all this controversy. Ooh, um, and then on top help. of that, you've just brought in James Gunn to reset your universe. Um, it just was a lot of baggage going into this movie. Um, and I, I could see people going like, I don't know if this movie will matter in a few years. So mm-hmm. maybe I could pass and wait until it's on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I don't know. But well, it's just numbers. Who cares, right? wasn't a bad movie. It just, uh, you know. Timing of it was uh, very poor. <laughs> and is it, uh, it, could it possibly, this is a very uh, topic of conversation. Is it oversaturation potentially? Because the Marvel and the superhero movies are shit. Every uh, three weeks a new see, one comes out. I could see the oversaturation talk if the some of the Marvel movies weren't also doing well. Some of those are doing yeah, well. True. And I, I think it's just that some fans don't know what to think of DC right now. Like, right. Um, they have lost a lot of goodwill with the Snyder stuff, and then the Snyder people that were supporting these things um, loyally. Now you're telling them we're going away from the stuff that you liked. So it's like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to go and watch it. So yeah, I just think it's this the big business tug. is so wild. It's like, oh, you guys like this? No, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big tug of war with with fandom. I think that they just got to 
get back to making good movies that people want to see. That's it. So, yeah. I mean, if it's and, good, people don't care. That's it. Like, yeah. if a bunch of people went to see The Flash and they were like, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen, people would go watch it. Right. Uh, uh, is this a old one? Did I read that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from D-Lo Diggs, uh, sub-family, happy Saturday. Every time I hear the black people don't like wrestling, like I always pull up, wrestling is for... For the wrestling is for niggas clip. La- also, Piss Dallas uh, signed uh, Kyrie back. Uh, I figured that was the place he was going to get the most money. I didn't think he was yeah. going anywhere else. What did he um, say earlier this week? I want the next place that I sign a contract with, I want it to be my last. Do you think the Dallas is going to be Kyrie's last steamy place for? No. <laughs> I don't. They don't. That Cody uh, Rhodes-ass promo. You lying, bro. <laughs> no, I don't. But, hey, shout out to him. He got a he got big bag. I think he's making around $40 million a year now, which is, hey, man. You can't knock the hustle, baby. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> he were not gonna. He was not gonna make that. Probably in Brooklyn. Definitely was not gonna make that in L.A. Remember so. when he wasn't playing basketball because of wild ass tweets, and now he's getting forty forty million a year. I'm telling you, man. Like life lessons. Hey, him and Draymond. Like if I'm pass, a nigga man. that don't care about nothing, and I'm like, there ain't no consequences. This show me that consequences ain't shit. Hey, man. Life comes at you fast, man. It sure does. <laughs> you can uh, Seth Rollins curb stomp somebody's chest and they'll give you $25 million the next time. Uh, Tony P, I am at a wedding. Just heard the Dame news from a friend. Also word to team he wants. And uh, Blazers are giving him is basically Miami. Uh, I just had to express my joy that he stopped playing around. Says send me to the heat. Boston fans are mad now. Um uh, I love that we've we've now got a full story from Tony P in these uh, humper chats <laughs> of him going, "Hey guys, can't be there to uh, to send you guys humper chats." On my way to a wedding, <laughs> but then I don't know where he's like, "Wait, Dame's out." Nah, let me get this other humper chat in too. <laughs> nah, shout out to Tony P, man. That's super dope. We really appreciate y'all like just showing support and helping us with this fucking podcast man so fucking funny yeah but yeah uh, <laughs> big news man dame big news on the peas at the wedding all kind of <laughs> shit going on <laughs> uh, uh board to six thirty. uh happy belated birthday twin phil hope you had a good one yesterday we made it another run around the sun here's to many more did you eat some cake i did eat a little <laughs> cake but not like birthday cake just like handle cake but, i was uh, about to say what's that not birthday yeah cake. uh uh, <laughs> money, money in banks looking some looking fine today. Uh, yeah, man, happy birthday, bro. Uh, from Joseph Cure, um, Reg, have you had a chance to check out the work of Exodus Prime and Maya World are doing in Texas? Scene? They're two of my favorite currently. Yeah, I have seen Exodus Prime. Uh, I know he's gotten a couple shots on AEW, but yeah, uh, a person making some noise out here. There's a bunch of. I've been talking about black wrestling since I've been, you know, getting reacclimated with all these wrestlers. There's so many wrestlers, man. It's it's insane how many black wrestlers exist in this world, Phil. I tell the story all the time. When I first started this, it was hard yeah. to get to 250. Now it's like impossible to try to get it down to just fucking 500. Yeah, a lot of wrestling to watch. A um, lot of wrestlers out there. A lot of very talented wrestlers. Uh, so many. It's insane. Which, speaking of, 
Let's get back into some wrestling talk. Because um, we had, I feel, one of the best shows of the year mm-hmm. last week at Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really great show. Um, I mean, I feel like last year, last year's show was great. This mm-hmm. show, I feel, surpassed it in some ways. Uh, I saw some people that said they didn't like it as much as last year's. But I feel like in terms of the big matches we got here, um, just the wealth of talent that was on this card for both companies. It's hard for me to not say that. And the Toronto crowd brought it, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, really great show. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- what even happened last year? I'm like, we got Kenny and Brian on this card against Okada and uh, Osprey. Like, it's just saying that. I'm like, there's no way that anything of last year was. A- like, I'm thinking the hottest match last year was Orange Cassidy and Will Osprey. Osprey again, but it's yeah. like this show was like i said the two type matches were going to be the the meat and everything else is going to be the cherry on top like specifically the the four way for the international championship which I, a lot of people thought was the match of the night besides you know kenny and osprey um this was so much fun watching osprey and kenny omega um try to kill each other put together a different match in the match we just saw in January, which was previously the match of the year, um, to see the things that they do, to see how they work, to see the strikes, to see the slams, to see the tiger drivers, to see all these things be put together, knowing that following you was going to be Brian and Okada and to totally knock it out the park and just like blow everyone's yeah. minds. is like, how do you what? Yeah, um, yeah. I just got distracted because, of course, I have uh, everything set up on my phone to keep up with basketball. And the uh, thing that just popped up in my phone is D'Angelo Russell just re-signed with the Los Angeles Lakers for two years. <laughs> um, it's looking less and less like uh, Reeves will be back there because they're signing a lot of guards over there. Uh, so, I don't know. But anyway. More um, laterals, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, look, good for D'Angelo, you know. Yeah. That's good for him, but meh. Not a meh. huge move. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, getting into this card, though. Uh, I thought uh, the pre-show started pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. We, of course, got the unfortunate news that Adam Cole was sick, oh, so we did yeah. not get the Adam Cole and Tom Tom Taylor, Tom Lawler match, sorry. Um, and so we got Lawler against Serpentico mm-hmm. instead. Um, decent enough match. Uh, we got the Mogul Embassy versus um, Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, and Triperetta and El Desperado. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a fun match. Uh, but really, I feel like one of the better matches of the show that was not on the main card was the Cena versus Billy Stark. Yeah. And that was a first-round matchup for the Owen Hart Tournament. Uh, we're also going to get a bunch of Owen Hart Tournament matches tonight on the Collision. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was a great match, a lot of fun. I've been saying for a minute, get Athena back on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is a good way to introduce her back to the AEW crowd. Um, she's getting the Big Willow match coming yep. in the next round. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, I thought that this was a really strong match, especially starting with the Owen. Billy Starks getting a super huge moment. They get to get in front of this crowd, super hot crowd. And I thought both ladies uh, did exactly what I kind of expected them to do. Athena's been on this crazy run of just being the MVP of Ring of Honor and just strong. She's beating everybody up very bad. Uh, Billy Starks is trying to get the upset, so they kind of you know, told the story in that match of that. But Athena is just 
such a bulldozer right now that yeah. who's going to be able to beat her? She's like a strong standing for winning this whole tournament and that leading to her the rematch of one of the best matches of the year so far with her and Willow is like, man, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, and then we also got uh, El Fantasmo versus Stu. Thought those guys tore it down. Mm-hmm. Very good match if, if you want to see the flippy stuff and the, you know, high-paced stuff. Um, really fun match. Los Ingobernables, mm-hmm. uh, De Japon versus United Empire was also fun. Um, I still just want them to sort these things out so we can get LIJ versus LFI at some right. point. Really want to see that match, but I thought uh, for a uh, pre-show match, this was great. Great to see Hiromo because Hiromo was one of those guys that got hurt before the show last year, wasn't mm-hmm. on the card last year, so it was great to mm-hmm. see him this time around. And I think that was a that was a thing across the board on this show. It's like, man, we didn't get this guy last year, and man, it's look, it's so cool to see them here. So mm-hmm. cool to see them in a match. Um, uh, but then, of course, started off with MJF versus Tanahashi. Um, I don't know how yeah, how'd you feel, feel about it? I don't know how people feel about the world title match starting the night, um, mm-hmm. but I think this was a good spot for this match. Um, I thought that this was better than the collision match because people were on Tanahashi's head. They like were. He's washed. They blah, were. Blah, blah. <laughs> and I thought the Tanahashi match was fine from collision. Um, uh, just what we know, knowing how excited Swerve was for that match. I thought mm-hmm. Swerve carried that match in a lot of ways. Definitely. Um, I, thought, I thought he was a consummate professional in that match. Uh, but... I thought this match was better because it, it played more into MJF's strengths as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out there with the robe. He was doing the he was doing all of the spots to go, ha ha, I hate New Japan, but also I seem to know quite a bit about this company because <laughs> he did a he did a Cobra <laughs> twist, which people of course if people know is a homage to Anoki. Right. Um, we got a bunch of the other shenanigans and of course he won with the Dynamite Diamond Ring spot. Um, I thought this was good. I thought it was a good way to open the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, definitely good story to tell with MJF before the show being like, I want to go on first so I can get out of there. Fuck all this bullshit. I want to get it over with. I don't even want to be in the match. And then exactly like you said, being in the match. And how do you know all this New Japan stuff if you've never seen any New Japan, bro? Why you got all these spots all locked up like this? And, you know, him working, you know, because the previous big MJF matches, we've seen the Pillars match, the the Iron Man match. They've been high, high energy, high pace. And to see him kind of do a different match with him, with Tanahashi, because at this point you have to, it, yeah. <laughs> it really was a, uh, it was really was a good way to open the show. Yeah. yeah of course we got my guy, CM Punk versus Satoshi <laughs> Kojima. Lariat, uh, wh- Lariat, <laughs> Kojima. <laughs> One of my favorite matches of the night. Um, I was a big fan of the collision match before that. Um, the the multi-man we got is the main mm-hmm. event for the second episode of Collision. I thought was very good. Yep. And I I think it's so much fun watching this guy um, heal it up and ham it up for the booze. <laughs> Anybody that thought that he was going to get upset about being booed, he showed you right away. Oh, he came out man. there with this big smile on his face, leaned into it. He did the Hogan spot, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he brought that same energy to this match. He did he the Hogan. He did the Hogan leg drop again in this match. Um, I love certain things, like you said, doing the the, the short arm lariats in the corner and <laughs> and and referencing the the interview with uh, Joe Kojima lariat lariat. Um, all of that stuff was funny. Him um, 
getting the elbow drop and like taking his time to get into it, milking up the crowd and then mm. landing, <laughs> landing this thing clean, getting a two count and going straight into that to kind of vice in it. I thought that was a cool spot. I also thought Kojima getting his shit off, getting, getting an elbow drop right in this guy's yam bag. <laughs> Hilarious. Yam bag Jones. I love his apology. <laughs> I love his apology for it afterwards. It's <laughs> just great stuff. I really enjoyed this match. This was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, I would have liked to get the Kenta match, but yeah, given this spot at where Punk is in his career and the fact that that Canada crowd really wanted to boo him, I think mm-hmm. he needed somebody like Kojima in there that was going to get cheered and gonna get a better reaction so i think this actually kind of worked out better for them it did yeah really no, fun I, match. I really liked this match i thought that the way that they worked it the way that um as far as being a forbidden door match this is kind of a perfect forbidden door match exactly yeah. especially for the time that cm punk is right now just coming back this is his first singles match since coming back and i thought yeah it was super fun how it worked i like cm punk the little things that he's doing to kind of fuck with people, like not saying it's covering time and letting the people say it. And just like his little smirks that he has on the way to be like, I'm really fucking y'all up right now. Enjoying it a lot. The heel, the slow heel turn has been great. All of his promos are super fun. So I'm ex- excited to see yeah. what happens in this what, Owen Hart tournament. <laughs> what you, what you think about him also finishing the match and doing the Cody thing of not knowing which entrance to, entr- to, to yes. exit out on? I thought all this stuff was great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all really, really good. And he really does add some kind of element because didn't Dynamite feel a little bit weird this week? Uh, Dynamite, I... <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite this week is uh, continuing this trend, I think, of them not following up pay-per-views with a hot episode. And I thought this week's episode just didn't really do it for me. Um, what do you think happened? They just blew their load on the pay-per-view and was like, oh, we have a show. Who cares? Yeah, like, no, you got to follow up, bro. You got to follow up. Well, I mean, not having Brian and not having Kenny was definitely a thing. Um, yeah. but Like this I show mean, coming up that they're announcing uh, for next week feels like a better yeah, show better. than what's going on here. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's partially not having guys and, and not having guys from the biggest angle um this week. I mean, we did get a continuation of some of the elite stuff, but yeah. Continuing that with the Dark Order stuff was kind of a choice. And I didn't mind the match. I didn't mind the story they told in that match, but just the placement on the card was a bit strange. Very very ho hum dynamite for me. Um <laughs> but yeah, I thought um, all the stuff they're doing with the Owen, I think is great. I think continuing the storylines that they've been building for a while with the Owen, um, yeah. because the Punk match was also Owen match, um, he's now moving on to the next round. He's going to do commentary tonight for the other first round match, which will be uh, Roddy Strong versus Samoa Joe. Just Punk's involvement makes me feel like Joe is definitely winning this. We're going to get the one-on-one match of Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. All-time great Ring of Honor t- title match in was the second it round. The, the talk uh, this week very funny when they didn't announce the CM Punk match and people were like, well, what about Collision? What's going on here? Why is he'll, he going to be, be here? I, I, people that assumed he wasn't going to be on Collision. That was very funny. Um <laughs> He's not. He's not on dynamite. You, there's not. A, there's no way you're not going to bring. It. Especially the ratings talks around collision last week. You're definitely yeah. going to have him on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I again wasn't high on this dynamite this week, but it is what it is. Also, for people I see in the chat, they're like hate, hated the Hogan spot. 
if you don't yes, know why exactly. he, if, you, if if you, first of all, you're supposed to hate it, and right. second of all, if you don't know why he did it, I thought it was a very cheeky reference to uh, uh, Bischoff saying that it was worse than Hogan, and him mm-hmm. coming back and basically saying, yeah, no, yeah, I've heard everything you guys have said while I'm away. Mm-hmm. Hey, you think I'm Hogan, huh? Well, I'm gonna give y'all Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. You think I'm Hogan? Here's big boot. Here's leg drop. Just like Hogan. Pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, uh, moving on, I thought the four way was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy does not have bad matches. But like th- he just does not have bad matches. What so is I this? Twenty six in a row. This has been twenty six bangers in a row, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So no, nah, no. Nah, I thought this was funny. Uh, well, I thought this was a great match. I thought this was, uh, um, in a lot of ways. This showed me that the Garcia stuff is working, man. The character yeah. stuff he did in this match was really incredible. I want to, yeah, I got to go back and take back. He should have been in the BCC because I think his development doing this sports entertainment shit has been so much better for his career. Like he he's getting farther with this little dance shit than he would have ever been. I think on the other side, it's like <laughs> yo, him dancing through Shibata and Zack Saber Jr. beating him up is like. Hilarious, this guy's a bro. damn fool, man. Yeah, he's getting the sports entertainer stuff down. Um, him, like you said, taking those uh, taking those chops and continuing to dance through it, and then coming back and doing a double lariat and, and hitting the <laughs> dance afterwards. Really, really funny stuff. Um, uh, I'm assuming we're still leading to him getting the match with Shibata at some point, yeah. maybe at uh, Death Before Dishonor. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw that... Um, Eddie is not going to be on that card because he's oh. going to be doing the G1. So I wonder who yeah. is challenging Claudio for the Ring of Honor World title. Um, I have no idea. I've been thinking about it all week, racking my brain, being like, because it feels like like somebody, whoever mentioned uh, about the, the stare down, it feels like they're building to uh, Claudio and Eddie match for sure with the promo from Dynamite <laughs> this week. So I'm like, I don't know, because there's no, as someone who reviews Ring of Honor post shows, want to see a Ring of Honor post show here on Fightful every Thursday after the Ring of Honor show. There's no contenders on for, yeah. for Claudio at all even being built. Yeah, I mean, they're clearly keeping Eddie hot as the guy. They're keeping all the storyline stuff with Eddie. So I still think Eddie will be the guy that beats him. He's just yes. not getting the match at the upcoming pay-per-view, which makes me feel even more like he'll be the guy that beats him because they're holding it off. Um, right. But yeah, I thought this was a very fun match. Shibata, Shibata. Every, every time we get to see this guy wrestle, it's a lot of fun. Um, Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy. Zack Sabre Jr. was this close from winning this match. He had mm-hmm. he had the champion wrapped up like a pretzel. And if he did not get stopped, it sure looked like Orange Cassidy was going to tap out. And that's continuing mm-hmm. to build this story of Orange Cassidy is getting more beat up and more hacker with each match. And he's, he's just eking out these wins at the last minute. Um, I thought that was a really good way to, to, to do this uh, Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, I thought that going into it, like the this is the way that I thought that Orange Cassidy was going to retain the title was it, it being a four away and him kind of getting caught up and being able to catch somebody at the end of the match. Um, but yeah, his run has been so insane. Can't be overstated how many in a row, every single match, anytime he has a match, you're like, that match is going to be the match of the night. He's done so many different matches with so many different opponents. He's built this championship up to being the hottest championship in his own company that isn't even the world championship. So it's like, yo, you have to give this guy credit. The rest of the guys are just tremendous, seeing Shabbat as always. Zack Sabre Jr., also not for nothing, 
on that same shit has been on a crazy ride oh, with incredible. his championship too, man. So incredible. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of this uh Sonata Joker Boy match? <sighs> um that shit was eleven minutes and like an IWGP title match being eleven minutes just sounds crazy. And If you're going to use a match just as the catalyst for the angle afterwards, you can't use the IWGP championship for that. Like, it can't be, like, the secondary angle to the other angle that's happening. This is a prestigious championship. And that's what it just kind of felt like. Like, Sonata was like, I don't want this match. None of the New Japan fans want this match. What are we doing this for? And it was a fine match, but it just felt really weird. Um, I liked it. I liked it for the story stuff that they did. I liked the idea that Sonata just came out and just completely outclassed this guy mm-hmm. um, and just showed him, like, no, you're not ready. You're not ready right. for this spot. And I think him throwing a tantrum afterwards and mm-hmm. turning heel and going going off on hook. I love all of the... I love the way they executed the heel turn. Stuff yes. like Taz being on commentary and leaving commentary and never coming back after that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he was just great. told her, get your shit, we're out of here. I thought all of that was great. Um, I thought the match, there were spots where I thought he had a good showing, he being Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, I thought his uh, reversal out of that uh, crucifix, well, sorry, he tried to get off a crucifix and then Sonata powered out of it. And then he reversed that into a skull in. I thought mm. some of that stuff, like, where the wrestling was... Cause I mean, this is this is forbidden door. Like the wrestling is gonna be good. Yes, um, of course. So, so I thought all of those parts where the spots were big, I thought all that stuff was great. But definitely one of the weaker matches on the card. I, I think yeah. it was intentionally one of the weaker matches on the card. Yeah, it's crazy that that was an IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That's match. what's the craziest part of it. It's like, oh, one of the weak matches is gonna be this prestigious yeah. championship that people love. <laughs> yeah, I, I it just. It just feels like they're in an odd spot with Sonata as well because a lot of fans are not as um, they're not as invested in Sonata's champion. So I feel like he needed a match like this to be dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it also furthered the story with Jungle Boy of him having two big title matches and having the questions about whether he's ready, how how far along is he as one of the pillars. And I thought all that stuff was good. Yeah, good story to tell with them kind of being in the middle of the card, too, to be like, you're so not ready that you can't even get us in a main event match. Like, you're just a little dork. I'm about to beat your ass real quick and get out of here. I'm, I'm beat, beat this man with suit. a moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did two uh, big homages to KG Budo here. He mm-hmm. did the Shining with it, and he did, of course, beat him with a moonsault. Um, yeah. Uh, it was okay. Um, the right. second best match of the night, in my opinion, was the was the ten man match. Um, I thought the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot that uh, really really shined, especially Takeshita. Takeshita was kind of the star of the match, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Uh, Ishii at one point to <laughs> forearm. Knocked them the fuck out. There? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of lag. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> I think I we're think. good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 10-man tag. The Elite 
<laughs> Blackpool Combat Club. I thought that uh, yeah, Ishii kind of being the the backbone of his team, but then Takeshi to kind of destroying him. Um, you need uh, the elite, uh, the young bucks, kind of being just. I don't want to say just there, but a part of the. It doesn't. I need single or tag team matches with the young bucks because them kind of being locked along and these trios things and these 10 man tags. It's like, damn, we, it's kind of how I feel about Kenny Omega. It's like, you have this tag team in their prime. They could still do all the things that they could, they could do. Like you got to execute right now. Like we should be seeing all the dream tag team matches that we should, that we could see with the young bucks against all these tag team. And like, they're telling great stories, of course, throughout this whole thing with the BCC, but it's like they're kind of getting, I don't know, it's something something more I need out of them. Could just be me, though. You're there? <laughs> Hello? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Just like a little bit. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, I do want to see them in tag team wrestling more, but I did really enjoy this match. I thought yeah. that they they did a good job. Um, they're usually very good at multi-man matches. They were mm-hmm. great multi-man matches when they were with New Japan. I think that that is one of the highlights of their run here in AEW. Um, and I, I think the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club has been a really good feud. I thought that they played off all the stuff between those two factions well. I thought all the stuff with Eddie was great. Um, Eddie not wanting to um, turn on his friend mm-hmm. and not wanting to hit Mox throughout this match was great. Um, I thought Shota being Shota throughout this match was great. Uh, that clip of Shota coming in with everybody through the crowd and like fist bumping all, all the people in the crowd and Mox is just kind of like staring at them from across the room like, dude, get over here. Like, We're supposed to be hills, man. Stop <laughs> slapping hands with everybody. Yeah, all that stuff was great. Um, I thought this, like I said, a very fun match. Um, I thought the finish was good. I thought finishing it up with Eddie still being like, nah, I really don't fuck with you guys. I was just mm-hmm. here because I want to beat up Claudio. And yeah. now that we're done with that, get away from me. I don't want nothing to do with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great way to set up the Blood and Guts match, which we got the announcement this week, yeah. will take place at TD Garden. And so I thought that was a good way to set up that they're going to need a fifth man. And I think that that will be Kota Ibushi. Whoa, 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 whoa. Big news. The biggest, the second biggest news out of that is, of course, where we're going to get to the main event is that Brian Danielson has a broken bone inside of his arm. So he will not be a part of Blood and Guts. And trying yeah. to think of who could replace him is mm. uh, pretty yeah. intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now you've got both teams are going to need another member to step in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think it will be Kota Bushi for the elite not sure who it's going to be for the blackpool combat club yet uh but yeah very fun match i thought the women's match was good um i thought that this served its purpose um to give tony a match on the card tony mm-hmm. was on the card last year of course um coming back this year with the title she of course told us in the press scrum which she was tremendous in that losing to thunder rosa last year was one of the most embarrassing moments of her life so <laughs> It was cool to yep. see her get mm-hmm. the title match this year. They kicked uh, the other outcast members out right away, and we got a clean win. I was glad we didn't get a shenanigans win. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm sure people are like, oh, what are they doing with Willow? I thought this made sense. I thought everything they're doing with uh, the Outcast so far tells me that they're going to keep running roughshod. They're going to keep beating people and racking up wins until Jamie Hayter comes back. I think that's the right story to tell. Right. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, we talked about Willow on this podcast. The match that she has coming up with Julia feels more like the Forbidden Door match than, than this match. So it's like she still wins in the end. The, think of the, the run that she's had in the last couple of weeks and uh, just getting on the card, I think, was a big win. So, yeah, th- I thought that the match with Tony Storm and Willow served a purpose exactly yeah. what it needed to be. Yeah. And I mean, of course, we got the news coming into this match that, um, you know, you had some people reporting that they had not negotiated with stardom. I think that mm-hmm. this very much told us that there were negotiations with stardom. They just exactly. didn't make it work out. Stardom mm-hmm. had the big show um, that morning. Uh, and so they just couldn't make the timing work. Uh, but it, it definitely showed that there were conversations because Julia made the challenge at the Stardom show. Mm-hmm. She mentioned AEW by name. And then by the time this show started, they mentioned the Julia match. So it felt like kind of a compromise for them because they couldn't make that match happen. Right. It's unfortunate. Hopefully next year at Forbidden Door, we do get a Stardom match. Um, this is two years in a row we didn't get anybody from Stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did think it made sense to take a champion from New Japan and Willow and give her the spot. But again, it just feels like some of the stuff from last year's Forbidden Door where it's like the what ifs are always going to be the question here. Because what if we could have got somebody from Stardom? What if we could have got a Mercedes? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I thought this match fit where it was. I'm sure, I, I hate that it had all of this stuff on top of it. But I thought these two women came out and had a great match. They worked. They, you knew that putting Tony Storm and Willow in a match was going to be it. They've had a couple matches before. Uh, Tony Storm is such a great heel, and every time that she's in a press conference, it's like, yeah, man, them turning her was such a great idea, and her yeah. saying that she's going to slap the tits off of somebody is just heat every time. Yeah. Nah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, we have to talk about probably – not even probably the match of the night. One mm-hmm. of the best matches of the year. It's yeah. gonna be one of those overly hyped matches that people are gonna for for decades on or generations yep, yep. on are like mm-hmm. this is one of the best matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. People that got to see this thing in, in person, I am jealous of you. You're gonna walk around for the next few years saying I saw one of the greatest matches of all time in person. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega was incredible. Starting Unreal. out. Will, Will Ospreay coming out with the great entrance, doing his version of the Hate Me Now joint, coming out to elevate it in, in Canada. I saw somebody saying, well, it made sense for him to do it in New Japan because he was the babyface out there. So that made sense for him to go back to his old theme. And why did he use this theme? No, no, no. Him coming out this time around and going like, no, no, no. I'm still the good guy here. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. This guy has been talking trash about me. This guy has been doing all this other test stuff, taking shots at me. He belittled what I did in Japan. I'm still the good guy here. I'm coming into Canada, and I'm going to beat him. I thought all of that stuff was great. Uh, And I also remember he did the interview, I think, with Sean, where he was saying, yeah, I don't know. Really like that match. He he got a lot of offense and he got to beat mm-hmm. me up a lot. You know, I like to beat the I like to beat the snot out of him next time. And boy, did he! He came out from the very beginning of this match, bringing the fight to Kenny Omega, beating this down, this man down, replicating the the board spot, the table spot where yeah. he got thrown <laughs> through a table face first, and he just continued Brutal. to bash this man's face across the draping for the announce table. Uh, he got some great spots on, on the inside, made this man bleed 
great stuff. Uh, the flag spot was great. All of that stuff that gets heat in Canada was great. Uh, I saw people. Everybody didn't like that one, though. I mean, yeah, great heat there. He did a few things that were a little bit over the line with those <laughs> heel stuff, but I thought it was wrestling wise. Like, I mean, man, doing the sharpshooter spot and then transitioning into yeah. cross face crippling. Yeah. <sighs> in Canada, too. Ooh, crowd Canada. was like, hey, yo. <laughs> Doing that for Heat is nuts, but he played up to it greatly. Even even the Tiger Driver spot. Look, this thing has been discussed to death, <laughs> to death at this point. Um, do I think it would have hurt this match to not have the Tiger Driver spot? No. Uh, do I think it hurt it at all having it here? No. I no. thought it was fine. Um, do I think the way that Osprey has played it up for Heat and he's now like trying to sell shirts and he's like also putting the, the the steel image of him dumping this man right on his head out there is great? Yes, because that's yeah. what wrestlers are supposed to do. You're supposed to take something that it it's getting all of this conversation started, all the discourse happening, and if if his idea is to get hated off of doing that, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I thought all of that stuff was great. Um, yeah, and exactly what you said, you telling the story of Will Ospreay said, Kenny Omega beat my ass, he left me bloody in my home promotion, he did all this. In storyline, I'm trying to fuck him up, so of course I'm going to hit him with this tiger driver. He I mean, bloodied me up and left me as a bloody fool in the ring. I'm about to hurt this motherfucker. Yes, and just the spot <laughs> where he hit it, it made perfect sense. I mean... We had gotten all. We had gotten past the Don spot because, by the way, Don walked this guy to the ring. He came out with his like Bane henchman, um, and, <laughs> and then he got kicked out. And then he came back for reasons that we don't know about. But he came back, and then uh, he reintroduced the screwdriver in. The screwdriver has been a story point for Don and the Elite mm-hmm. all year. Reintroduced the screwdriver. He tried to use the screwdriver to win and hit. Uh, Hit a V trigger, then the uh, the uh, one winged angel did not work. One of the greatest fall finishes. One. Oh my god! I stood up in my room and did like a yeah, let's go, like by myself. Like I was so hyped off that <laughs> that one one yeah, one winged angel one kick out, unreal. Yeah, those, that sequence of, uh, of false finishes was incredible. Him, him using the screwdriver and trying to do the stormbreaker, and then his foot was on a rope. And then, of course, him hitting the V-trigger and the one-winged angel to a one-count. Amazing stuff. Um, and then, of course, after that, that's when we got the Tiger Driver spot because it's like, man, I'm going to have to really beat this man's ass to get him <laughs> to stop fucking kicking out. And so, yeah, we got a tremendous sequence of, of, of moves to end this match. Um, I personally think the first match was a little bit better because it was a little yeah. bit more concise. It was. Um, this match, I could see the argument where people were like it was a little bit overbooked booked towards the end because we had the Don stuff. The Don Callis shit was kind of dumb. And we had the Don stuff, then we had all of the false finishes at the end of this match. It just felt like this was we had to keep keep this thing going. But still one of the best matches I've ever seen. Kenny Omega know. is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega at this point is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. I mean, the matches he's been a part of this year, just tremendous. I mean, mm-hmm. two match of the year candidates with Will Ospreay. Um, I have to assume we're getting a third match pretty soon. I would think if so. We, if we don't get it at all in, I, we're still getting it soon. Um, 
amazing, amazing match, man. Yeah, as of July 1st, 2023, Kenny Omega is the number one fucking professional wrestler in the world. The things that he could do, the way that he... The way that his matches are worked and his psychology and how his intensity and his moves and how he builds to spots that other people would just rush through and how he... It's just... It's master. It's a master class. And being with Osprey, Osprey has been getting a lot of heat because he got a six star and they said <laughs> they said he's better than Masala, which no one says that. No. Y'all are assuming yourself. If he has more five star matches than Masala, that's not what that says. That just it's just a stat yeah. or whatever. And trying to say that it's not a stat also is bullshit because you could try to take away as much as you want from Meltzer. But wrestlers like fucking five star matches, and you can't be mad at them for wanting to fucking get one. Yeah. And by the way, absolutely correct. Did not hit him with a V trigger. He hit him with a Kamagoye, yep. which is Kota Ibushi's finishing mm-hmm. move. Hit him with a Kamagoye mm-hmm. and then a one winged angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kenny hooked up and was like, not up in here, not in Canada. Will not be, will not be allowing that to happen. Uh, man. Really, Crazy. really good match. Crazy mm-hmm. match. Um, and I feel like this, this at this point, this card couldn't have gotten any better than this. I feel like there was nowhere else to go after it. this. This mm-hmm. was the high peak of this show. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, as good as last year was uh, in terms of quality matches, just... There the wasn't of, this. There wasn't yeah. a match like this, and mm-hmm. there wasn't the amount of star power that we got on this mm-hmm. card that we got last year. Um, of course, we got a six-man match right after this. Um, wasn't a huge fan of this match. Eh. It's great to see Naito out there. Naito Popcorn was another match. guy mm-hmm. that missed it. This was a great palate cleanser in between the Osprey match and the main event. Um, it served its purpose. Um, Sting is Sting. Sting is still perpetually over. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's wild to come out of this pay-per-view as hot as this pay-per-view was, <laughs> as, as, as acclaimed as this pay-per-view was, and not have, not have Kenny Omega, the next, the next Dynamite, not have Brian, um, which is fine. Um, yes, have, have Omega milk the injury. Uh, Brian is legitimately injured, so you don't have those guys. But you also don't have CM Punk. And then you go, we're main eventing this show <laughs> with the angle that – people cared the least about from this pay-per-view. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what do people care about the least on this show? Okay, let's put that in the main event of the next show. I don't think that's how this is supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, I, I think that match was fun for what it was. I saw, a, I saw that a lot of people enjoyed that match, but I think that that was part of the reason why Dynamite felt just so off. Like, all of the bigger angles and the hotter stuff from that pay-per-view, it would have been nice to see some kind of progression from that on this show. Right. And we didn't really get it. The only thing we got, like I said, was the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite stuff, and we got the announcement for Blood and Guts. And that stuff was good. I kind of feel like that should have ended the show instead mm-hmm. because that was, I feel like, not even I feel like, it is the hotter angle. That is the big announcement. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of stuff about this Dynamite that I just was not into. Um, but... I, I I think that there were good things like Ruby getting a chance to cut a promo. I thought her promo mm-hmm. was great. I think um, continuing to build towards the OS matches was good. Um, Mox yeah. and Ishii was he, yeah. but it's a lot I didn't like about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Cole MJF well, stuff backstage was good as well. 
Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this blind tag tournament. Um, I'm still trying to give it a chance. Boy, did I howl at my screen when I saw Keith and Swerve together <laughs> again as a tag team. I, we just can't get away from this, man. We just can't get away from that. Thought, we were good here. We're good. We're good. Then that graphic comes up. I'm like, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> yeah, never going to end. Um, I thought that was hilarious, uh, but... Yeah, I wish they would have paid off the capitalized off this pay per view a little bit yeah. better on Wednesday, but still incredible, incredible pay per view. Mm-hmm. So I have to talk about the main event of this show, uh, the dream match, the selling point for this pay per view, the first match that was announced. Uh, yep. Brian versus Okada. Both of these guys came out looking like massive stars. We got Okada Bucks reigning over Toronto, mm-hmm. and then of course we got final countdown. Unreal. What a moment Unreal. again. Even if you think this match was disappointing, um, to get that moment to mm-hmm. end this show was the perfect way I feel to end this show. Um, yeah. getting, getting the reaction that it did, I say all the time, AEW fans are different, man. They're, not, yes. they're, they're, they're just different. I don't want to mm-hmm. compare them to any other big company, but they're smarky fans. They're the they're fans, fans. That, that know like the references. And to have that crowd pop the way it did for Final Countdown, mm-hmm. to get them singing along to the words and everything, just amazing moment, man. Just mm-hmm. incredible. It's just uh, like when Punk came out to the AFI song at Revolution, and it, it, there was there's a bunch of people being like, what the fuck is this? Blah, blah, blah. But in the crowd and a bunch of people online, they know why this song is happening. They know what the gear represents. They know what this is. Same thing with Final Countdown. There are a bunch of people being like, this song's stupid. Why do they care about that? But... Hella people in the AEW crowd know why this is so important. Know why Brian coming out to this with this match with Okada is so important and what it represents. I was going ham. That was like a moment that you, there's it's moments saying, that you man. never thought you'd get. You could think back of first about Brian leaving Ring of Honor and being like, <laughs> when Brian signed with WWE. It was at a time when there was – it was a different time. And I was a huge Brian Danielson fan. He was my number one favorite wrestler in the world. And I was like, he's not going to – he'll be back like because he's not going to last in WWE. They don't like guys like him. <laughs> he gets over in WWE, blah, blah, blah. Then he fucking retires. So there was all this thing of like maybe he'll never come back. So for him that do all that, do all this thing he's done in AEW, and then to have this entrance – that shit. They could have just did the entrance and stopped the show, and I would have been like, "Bravo, you guys! Great job!" <laughs> Incredible moment, man. I think uh, it, it also kind of <laughs> underscores the difference between his run with AEW and his mm-hmm. run with WWE. Yeah. Um, like, of course, his run with WWE is what it is. Possibly the biggest match of his career at WrestleMania. Tremendous. Big moments like you know the the Planet Champion stuff and all these other. I was things. there for WrestleMania 30 and WrestleMania 35, and those are two of the greatest wrestling moments I've yeah. ever seen. And he was a part of both of those. Yeah, helping Kofi get his moment. All the other things he did over there, like of course, like he had a great WWE career. But a lot of the stuff in AEW is just celebrating what Brian yeah. Danielson means to a lot of people outside of that company, man. Yeah, it was just really cool to not just see him get that moment but also wrestle one of the greatest wrestlers of this era. Um, I know people expected this big fast-paced, um, crazy match, kind of like what we got with Osprey and Omega. This was a totally different match. This was a technical match. And I don't know why people would think otherwise. He came into this cutting the promo like, look, I'm going to show you why I am a better wrestler than you. Mm-hmm. Came out, out-wrestled this man with a broken forearm. Yeah. Like, 
tap this man out yes. with a broken forearm. Like, yeah. listen, I was stunned after this match that he that he tapped out. Man has not tapped out since 2008. <laughs> if you know Okada, if you know the history of Okada, if you've been watching for the last seven, eight, nine years, first of all, he doesn't lose. He has like no. out like his his losses no. like on one hand and shit. And for him to lose in a submission is even wilder. Insane. And I mean, really, I'm wrong. Tapped out 2015, not 2000. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. 20, 2015 to Nak Nakamura. Yeah, just to show you the time that's passed, Nakamura has been, it feels like, over there at WWE for like 10 years. Um, so, yeah, no, this, is, this was insane. I, I saw the talk. I saw people saying this was kind of disappointing. I did not feel disappointed by this match. Mm. It did feel like it didn't quite hit that second gear, but now we know it's because of the injury. Yeah. Um, because, because that's kind of the thing with Okada matches. Okada matches start slow, and then it hits like that, second beat of like all the sequences where you're countering all of the, the right. Raymakers and all this other stuff. Like imagine if you stopped Okada and Kenny 35 minutes in, you'd be like, well, that wasn't anything after 35 minutes is when this shit starts to go crazy. Yeah. But I, I thought that this, this still has some incredible moments The the, the psycho knees that this guy hit at several points were crazy and kicking out of the Rainmaker again, making Kazushka Okada tap on American soil. Crazy, crazy way to end the night. I definitely think we will get a rematch at some point. Would not mm -hmm. be surprised if it's in the Tokyo it's Dome. It's got to be in Japan. Um, I was a big fan of this match. Big fan of this show. As a New Japan fan, it's hard for me to not say that this was the best show of the year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, not just New Japan guys. Just like seeing Brian on this card with New Japan guys. Seeing Punk wrestle Kojima. Like... Yeah, this is this was show of the year for me. Big deal, big big a lot going on. Uh, the the matches I thought delivered. Kenny Omega and Osprey was enough for me to say this is the show of the year. Like just that match happening, but then you know getting, I think the what repres what Forbidden Door <laughs> represents is more important than anything. Like two of the biggest wrestling companies in the world putting their biggest stars against each other, and we just get to see that and and everything connected all the little things like brian's entrance music and and all these little other extra things that just make it so special it's like man this is awesome like we never thought we would be able to see the biggest wrestling companies in a show together and here we are and they're doing crazy matches while we're seeing it so i think what it represents is even more important than the matches of just like these this isn't supposed to happen like the wrestling history tells us that they this doesn't work but for it to work and for it to bang it's like damn i'm grateful yeah for sure um <laughs> um i don't know if we have any super chats left we got oh yeah now we do have chats. super chats in there um i don't know you want to you want to go into super chats you yeah to knock out these i'll get into some of the super chats uh ten ruza says uh Sorry for the late super chat, but thanks for reading it. Damn, J Rose has me hype. More of him in the wrestling world, please. Hope he gets a damn back. He, if he wants it, he'll definitely get it. So <laughs> it, it's just a matter of time. Uh, Tenruza says, I saw System of the Down live and been a longtime fan of theirs. And that it's wild that Chop Suey, the, the little Uzi doing Chop Suey is wild. Guys, have you? Uh, have you are there any of your favorite black rock metal bands artists love you? Um, yeah, when you think of black bands, like 
Living Color, of course, is at the mm-hmm. top of the list. I mean, yeah. Vivid, I feel like, is a very, very underrated album. It's crazy to say Vivid is an underrated album, like, in terms of, like, the influence and everything, but I still think it's kind of underrated. Of course, Bad Brains, like, mm-hmm. black punk rock band. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know. The game, we we need more. There should be more. I should have, like, a list of 25 different black uh, rock bands, but, you know, there ain't enough. Uh, F-K-A-K-T-S, formerly known as K-T-S, says, What's up, fellas? Y'all might not like the Uzi record, but Philly loves Uzi. Him doing that song with Nakamura at WrestleMania in Philly would go crazy. Yes, he is from Philadelphia, and they do love Lil Uzi a lot out there. I I did see Nakamura uh, tweeted and gave him the nod of approval. So Mm -hmm. wouldn't I be surprised if we do see him walk Nakamura down. And then remember we just said there was a viral clip of Uzi hitting a tope con hilo into the crowd. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) a single blue note. The panda says what? No listing of the lonely island of that list. He clowning. Of course, the lonely (laughs) island ain't been here. Come on. (laughs) Van Twinblaze says Migos over BC boys. That's anti-Semitic. Look, Van Twinblaze said that. I didn't say that. That's crazy. Uh, Jake Salazar said, Cody loses to Dom. Nah, man, story is done. Story's wrapped up. I don't know what kind of story they tell him with Dom. Like, part of the roadblock is going to be, part of your adversity, Cody, is going to be you losing to Dominic Mysterio. That's the kind of diverse, uh, adversity y'all was talking about? Send me home. <laughs> Jake Salazar says, nah, I'm like granddad on Boondocks. I'm bringing pot roast and potatoes into the movie theater. They ain't getting popcorn money off me. Yeah, see, people want to be, <laughs> people want to eat food. That's another thing. Like movie theater, they don't got the gr- the goods, and like Yo, you can eating, sit down eating, with a meal. Eating in your pot home. roast at a at a movie theater is crazy, bro. <laughs> Anything with like insane. a strong ass stench is crazy. Like, that is insane. Like I'm bringing meat and potatoes into the movie theater. <laughs> you wilding. <laughs> Uh, Jake also says Omega versus Osprey was one of the greatest things I've ever watched in sports. Overall, like it honestly was cinema. Now I'm playing Reg. <laughs> no, it was like wild, amazing, craziest shit I've ever seen. Uh, Jake says Naito may come out out the shirt for Rush and Andrade, Rush and Andrade, uh, saying him uh, Naito had the the shirt on. I saw people saying I'm like he always be wearing a shirt like that. Ain't nothing different. I mean, yeah, it's definitely levels to Nido. He he definitely gained them shirt Nido. Like, nah, you not. I'm not. <laughs> That's another thing that people have to factor in when you're talking about uh, New Japan and Okada and the Brian Danielson match. The G1 is coming up, and you and Okada potentially in his brain could be like, I got that coming up. Like, I know y'all like this shit, and I know y'all want this big dream match. But I have, I'm the ace of my own independent, I mean, I'm the ace of my own wrestling company. I'm the guy that's over here about to do this tournament and have to carry the flag for my, my company. I don't really, you know, like, this is fun, but is it that fun? You know, I don't know. He's Japanese. Hmm. Uh, Jake says, uh, Jay White should have faced Sonata, should have done that angle on Zero Hour, don't care for Jungle Kid, and his hide look disrespectful to the IWGP title. We can't talk about Hyde. He's a bad, terrible man. Uh, mm-hmm. Gaming from Canada says, Omega versus Osprey will probably be the best match I'll ever witness live. My first pay-per-view in attendance and did not disappoint. Uh, Lewis says, just sending this to Pop Reg before Money in the Bank. 
Cinema. About to see some cinema tonight or today. It's a daytime show. That's the end of the super chats. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the heel turn was good. Like I said for Jungle Boy, another one of the ho hum things from this dynamite was this uh, Jungle Boy promo. I thought the <laughs> content of the promo was fine. I thought uh, I think him as a heel is gonna work. Um, wasn't a great promo. And no. Like we talked about a little bit uh, on Ice Grapsy, but I just didn't believe him. I was sitting there the whole time, like I, I just need to feel the convictions, man. I need to feel, I need to feel the vibes, and I just didn't I don't feel JB it. at all. I didn't believe none of that talk. Like there's, it doesn't feel that often in AEW where it feels like the promo person is reading lines but this one kind of felt like he was reading yeah. lines like it, it didn't yeah. feel like it was coming from the chest he was just like okay i'll say this y'all are stupid i got a bad bitch <laughs> and it's like eh, i don't feel yeah. you man yeah you try to tell me that you don't like tarzan boy now and i, I don't believe you no um Captain. i think he'll get it together it's just a it's gonna be tough because there are so many great heels on that roster right now um but he'll figure it out yeah, I think that's the craziest thing. It's like not only are they hill heavy, but the hills that they have are so good. <laughs> like it's not just like there's a bunch of hills, but it's like the hills they got, they got. When you got to talk with Jay White and CM Punk and Christian, like nope, yeah, I can't believe yeah. you if the, and MJF like the world champ. Like I can't believe you if those guys are also talking. You can't like what are you gonna bring that's better than what they said? Yeah, you also still got Mox and all these other guys. Like yeah, nah, uh, Brian is a heel that. right now. That's a lot of heels, bro. That's like yeah. seven guys right there. Yeah, and those I mean, are like the, the fucking top stars. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. A few more Humper Chats, and then we're going to get into some Money in the Bank talk and then mm-hmm. get out of here. A um, uh, few things, guys. First time watching live in two years. Uh, Phil, thanks for answering my DM about stardom. means a lot. Lastly, that Omega Osprey match was the best match I've seen live. Totally worth going live. Look, I'm we're jealous of all of y'all that were there live, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hating. <laughs> uh from Jake Salazar, this guy, man. <laughs> this guy. Jake Salazar says, Paul Effect is a pussy. He sold all Why, these- <laughs> Jake? <laughs> he sold all these rehires. A false bill of good. He always <laughs> just gonna fall in line. Listen to Daddy Vince. Wrestlers will never stand up because they are good little company people. Vince gotta, Vince gotta, gotta be stopped. This is Jake Salazar. We're gonna need a Jake Salazar drop Listen, at man. this part. Drop. That was Jake. That Every was Jake. time this guy pops up on on the Humper Chat side, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Is anytime he a- moves from the super chats to the Humper Chats, you know he' about this, to be wild. Guy, man. Look, I. Cannot endorse any of this, Jake, but you get your shit up, bro. Jake said that, not us. <laughs> uh, Nelson Munch says, Yuta uh, uh, Suji exposed Sonata at Dominion. There was a there was a reason no one was fantasy booking Sonata for, for Forbidden Door because Suji showed he was the superstar in that match. Um, listen, Suji is uh, Suji's bubbling up, man. They mm-hmm. just announced that he... And Ren Narita and Shota Umino are officially the three musketeers of this era, which is huge. Uh, and I, I do think that it's crazy that after as long as Sonata was with LAJ, for him to leave and go and join five guys, and five guys ain't hitting like that. But the second you add a new member to LIJ and he's popping, like, 
It's looking wild in these streets for the, for Sonata, man. Because Suji uh, definitely already has a fan base. Um, and if I was Sonata, I'd be like, I want to be a three musketeer. What the fuck? <laughs> Put me on that list. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I won't say that you know the jig is up for Sonata, but I do think I do think it's tough. I I think trying to make him like this clean cut Anoki guy in this mm. era hasn't really worked. Uh, but the wrestling has been good, and I yeah. do think I, I'm glad that he finally got his moment. I'm glad that he finally got that big win over Okada. Um, but yeah, that is all of our Humper chats. So I suppose we need to get into this Money in the Bank card and get out of here because the pay per view is going to start in a few minutes. Oh so, yeah, and I got to cover it. I'm on the uh, you guys. I'm on the post show of Fightful Money in the Bank with Denise. <coughs> going to be lit. So yeah. Okay, so not a long card. Um, of course, we got the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, which will have Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, yeah, uh, <laughs> Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Um, I think this should be a good match. It looked like a wide open field until certain somebody jumped in. I think Logan, I think Logan Paul is winning this match. Um, I. That pop for uh, L.A. Night last night was crazy. This guy continues to be inexplicably over, but I still think he's going to lose. I and think that's Logan the Paul thing. Win. The, the people are saying that, and I agree. There was a huge pop, but listen, during L.A. Night's match, who's getting heat during that match? The crowd is chanting, fuck you, Logan, and all this stuff at Logan Paul, who isn't in the match. Heat works in the other way, too, when you're like, this guy is really over. You could be really over, too, if people don't like you. Yes. Remember and, it. And I think that that's why the, the whole purpose he's in this match is to get heat. I do yeah. think he's going to win. I do think people that want an L.A. Nighter are going to boo this man. And I think that's the reaction that they're looking for. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Logan Paul will win this match, in my opinion. I would be really surprised if uh, we, we if I'm wrong on this. I do think he's winning. Um, that's it. Women's match, uh, Selena Vega versus uh, Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark versus Bailey versus EO Sky versus WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Um, yeah, this one is a little bit more wide open than the men's, in my opinion. Totally. Um, I, I think that there is a really good chance that with the story that they're building, with all the adversity that Becky is coming in this match, you've got four people in this match that hate Becky Lynch mm-hmm. <laughs> and the damage control and Trish and Zoe Stark. So odds are very much stacked against Becky Lynch. I think that's a good story for her to possibly win her yeah. first money in the bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know they think, like accolades. Yeah. I still think that uh, EO is probably the favorite to win this match. Um, I still think the story kind of leads to EO um, and her breaking up with uh, damage control. So I'm thinking EO is going to win. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, hoping EO because EO and Oscar is just a great that just sounds really good to me. But I'm like uh, hearing you say that this will be Becky Lynch's first briefcase. It's like I'm and the deck stacked against her. Like all signs point to Becky kind of pulling yeah. up his victory. But I just like you said, I think it should be EO. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's kind that's kind of why I feel like Becky is gonna lose. It's because I think they're kind of trying to lead us in that direction. Mm-hmm. Also, cutting that promo. Um, and having a backstage segment with uh, uh, Rhea as well, it just kind of makes me feel like they're trying to lead us in that direction, but that's not what they're actually going to do. Right. Um, and I also think that it would be kind of crazy to have two heels win, because, again, I do think Logan Paul is going to win. Yeah, that would I, be crazy. 
and and both women's <clears> champions <throat> are heels. You kind of need a baby face to win this briefcase. So Correct. I think it will be Io Sky. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, Becky is also a baby face as well, but I mean, it's again, different. it could go either way. I can yeah. see Zoe, I can see Zoe winning and and Trish using this to like manipulate Zoe. I think there's kind of like the the Christian and Luchasaurus thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good ways they can go with this. Um, but uh, we also have Dom versus Cody Rhodes. Um, I, as much as we just talked about it, I don't. I would not be surprised if Dom wins this match, and it sets up the SummerSlam match with Brock. But I do think Cody's going to win. I could be wrong. Uh, hope if that Brock I'm not is wrong. in. If Brock Lesnar is there, then Cody's going down. But because I can't see him beating Dom and then I mean I guess he could beat him and then Dom, uh, Brock can attack him after the match but I just see him attacking him during the match so I really could see Dom and Nick Mysterio winning this match which sounds insane yeah I could see it too but my prediction as of now is that Cody will win Cody. Um, Seth freaking Rollins will defend his world heavyweight championship against Finn Balor mm-hmm. I do think that our guy is coming home with that belt I see people that are like they kind of want Finn to win Sorry to disappoint you. Finn Balor is not winning this belt. Seth Rollins will be coming home with the belt. Yeah, I think just because of the run that Finn's been on and how great he's been as a heel these last couple he's weeks and last couple months, people are like, we just want it. But, like, no. Seth Rollins is not going to hold the, the championship for as long as Roman Reigns for four or five years and shit. But he is going to get a little bit more of a run, I felt, with it to start yeah. it off. We also have people in our chat that are saying live that Money in a Bank match will kick off the show, which oh, again shit. makes me feel even more like Logan Paul is going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we got also Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler versus uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel for the WWE Women's Tag Titles. I believe that uh, the two MMA gals are going to win this. Not mm-hmm. much surprise there. Yeah, the biggest surprise about this to me is that Raquel's in this match and not in the ladder match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it I was... makes sense. It makes sense because they didn't lose those belts technically. Right. They had to vacate them. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, but Ronda and Shane are definitely going home with them. Yeah. Uh, then we also have Gunther versus Matt Riddle for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm. Um, should be a good match. Um, Gunther is another one of those guys. Doesn't have bad matches at this period. Mm-hmm. Like all of his tag matches have even been fire at this point. Guys killing it. Um, really surprised we did not get a uh, Sammy and KO sighting on this card. They had right. a tag match yesterday, mm-hmm. um, but I think this match will be good. I think Gunther is going to retain. Um, yeah, Gunther's winning this. Uh, and then lastly, we've got Civil War because they have to <laughs> hype this thing up as much as possible. Bloodline Civil War with the remaining member of Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa versus the Usos. Um, I'm very interested to see who's going to win this match. Um, yeah. Part of me thinks that uh, it would be kind of interesting for them to hand Roman his first loss here in a, in a tag match. But I also think it would kind of take away from the prestige of the first guy that beats him for that belt. Yeah. Um, so I do think that Roman and <laughs> Solo will win this match. Um, I, I guess I could see – I don't think this should be the – like. The the thing is, Roman. The first time Roman gets pin pin, going forward, he needs to be losing that championship. So I don't think he should be losing that losing this match here. What they kind of teased last night, the Usos are like, "Your next pin falls tomorrow" or whatever. But I don't think that should be the way. So I could maybe see them getting the uh, the win over Solo. But how do you get Heat going into Survivor Series or SummerSlam 
without getting something over Roman. So yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see what the results of the, of this match is and how they're going to go moving forward because SummerSlam is looming and Roman's supposed to have a big title match. Is it going to be against Jay or are they going to establish it here? I don't know. I don't know. But either way, this looks like a very good card uh, mm-hmm. based off of what we saw from the London crowd yesterday. Probably going to be a hot crowd. Yeah. Um, great environment in the O2 arena. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Log into your Peacock and check out Money in the <laughs> Bank after this. Um, uh, we do not have any more Humper Chats. Oh, we got a couple more Super Chats. Uh, Raghav S. Rajan says, happy birthday to Phil. Have a great one. Love your takes on everything except the Snyder DC movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then the last one from Jake Salazar is... In, is uh, if Logan wins, Alex Pulaski is going to have a historic rant. Well, I think you guys might as well get ready for a rant because I do think Logan is going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that is us. that is it for us. Uh, we are against the wall. Um, it is 2.07. So I believe that Money in the Bank has officially started. Off. Um, thank you for hanging in here with us. Thank you to J-Rose. Appreciate all the birthday wishes. Um, but we are out of here. Yeah, thanks to J-Rose. And you guys catch me on the post show of this show with Denise on Fightful. It's going to be yeah. a good time. Uh, yeah, I think, matter of fact, I believe that me and Denise are doing the Raw post show because Sean Raw Sap is still in London, England. So you will see me on the post show. With the Denise third member of Graph City now, Denise Salcedo. Shout out to <laughs> our homie. Um, yeah, Denise saying that she didn't know what a Prince Albert was on Twitter <laughs> yesterday was insane to me. How do you how do you not know that? How did you not know that that was a reference for this gimmick? She's um, sheltered. That's our friend. That's Denise being Denise. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, as Brett said, uh, check out the post show for Money in the Bank after this. Also, check out uh, the post show for Collision also on Fightful's YouTube tonight with Ridian, uh, Ricky Upin, and Cresta. We are out of here. Peace, y'all.